welcome back. It's another edition of the Tie My Skates podcast. It's DG, Z, Johnny, and Coots. And we got a draft special episode for you guys today. We'll be a little bit draft focused. We got Stephen Ellis coming back for his second recurring interview. Hope to continue to get him on the pod every now and then. But before we start, let's talk about the Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knights. What were you guys' thoughts or overall thoughts on how that series panned out at the end? I mean, they just fucking dominated Florida, right? So, I mean, even that last game was <laughs> incredible. That, like, yeah. I I went to turn it on when it was, like, 2-1. I'm like, okay, like, Ekblad just scored. I'm like, this could be a good game. And then by the time I, like, I got the notification that, that Ekblad scored, I go to turn on and it's like five one. I'm like, how is this even possible? Like the second period's not over yet. Yeah, uh, it I, was I, just a shit stomping. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it a little bit when we were playing Xbox. It's like I didn't really feel like watching some of these no, games. I barely, it, I barely it wasn't entertaining. It. It's funny usually. because we, as like fans of the game, we always beg for more parody. But when parody is given to us, it's so boring sometimes. It's what like par- what parody are you, are you referring to? Like think about Florida. it. Like was throughout it the past, yeah. Like throughout the past, like what thirteen years, we've been you know blessed as hockey fans with the Blackhawks dynasty, the Kings winning a couple, and then the rest, I guess, have been here and there, scattered teams around winning the cups every year. You have the Blues, Blues you know, Capitals, yeah. you know, things like that. But for the most part, like you know, you you think of those powerhouses, but now when you actually get that parody, like you get you know two new teams that have never won it before basically said differently uh, with Vegas and Florida, it didn't produce the best product. And it kind of sucks because like when you have it broadcasted on like national TV, like with, with TNT, TNT which I think is a lot better than, than ESPN. Yeah. 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 Well, it was just like way better than ESPN, you know, last year. It's just like, fans that weren't fans going into it they didn't see the best representation of what nhl playoff hockey is i think and i think that hurt a little bit personally. i think i saw the ratings were down like 43 percent from is last that year bad? Like oh, a, something God. like that i may have just made that up alan walsh tweeted no it, it was uh it was pretty bad i, I don't know it if it was 43 bad. but it was it was pretty bad um so um, those rating numbers not really surprising matter, though. though yeah they, it much, matters I for think. revenue yeah it matters for they're, growth. They're going to be stuck yeah. in ax- they're going to be stuck in escrow for a while because yeah. Um, yeah, but I they, really, they... I mean, congrats Vegas first of all. Also, fuck you guys for winning in like the first six years of having a team. Like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> and Maybe making the, the conference finals like three times or two, however many times they made it in those years. Crazy, they but they were just two built, times in six years. They their back end was built with like six four mutants and. They had just a bunch of grind guys, like four lines that you could throw at you. And Florida, I think, just really got fucked by the 10 days off between the the end of the conference finals and the beginning of the Santa Cup playoffs. Also, Florida touched the trophy, and Vegas did not. That doesn't matter. Dude, did your team see? was – they were so injured, too. So injured. Gudis, Kachuk. I mean, Kachuk couldn't, couldn't even, like, get out of bed or whatever. Bennett, couldn't get dressed. Yeah. yeah, Kachuk fucking fractured his sternum, had his brother help Luce, him get that changed guy, and get to You know the, who's going to gonna be a really good player for Florida? Lusterinen, or whatever. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Lusterinen. Such a good player. He, um, he was, like, noticeable every time he was on the ice. So good. Ekblad broke I mean, his foot in the first granted, round. Granted, I didn't watch a ton of all the games, but was there a lot of Barkov going on? Was he, was he noticeable? 
He's doing his thing. That's a good point. Okay, yeah. just being defensive. Not defensive enough. I, I don't apparently. know how. <laughs> nine <Yeah>. goals. <laughs> he had nine goals. No, no, no. no. Let, they let up. They let up. Nine in the clinching. Okay, yeah. Oh, and then also, uh, the, so EG with the call of the year, but not actually fucking placing a bet on it and saying that Marshall would win the oh, yeah. Smythe. That the, uh... I thought came out of nowhere. I think I think Eichel definitely thought he was going to win it. He was standing right next to Marshall So. Um, it's. It's yeah, crazy. He had, to, he, had to, he had to pull out the Academy Award, like fake, yeah. like yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I think it was genuine about it because yeah. I think they were both mic'd up. So or Marceau was mic'd up, so you could hear it. It's funny because I literally, like, like Z alluded to, I literally said this when we were talking to Stephen Ellis. So you guys will hear it later in the interview. But I was like, I think Marceau is a pretty, you know, a pretty good bet if you're going to pick somebody because he's been so good in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's tied for I mean, leading goals. Yeah, he's playing his former team, just like fucking him up. So, I mean, I and wish I placed our, a bet on it, but I quit betting uh, about two thirds into the year because I was losing too much money. <laughs> so I figured I got to stop. <laughs> and an original Golden Knight. Um, can we talk about William Carlson's uh, speech before? Yes, we, we uh, have to because that was the highlight of the parade celebration. I think they call him a wild bill for a reason, huh? Yeah, they <laughs> had a couple. Wild- I had a, a one thing I wrote down that he said um, was <laughs> when he was doing his speech, he was like, we played Arizona and we beat the shit out of them. So, so Arizona the first just, game. Got a, just got a ricochet shot. Yeah. He's like, first game of the Cup. year, we played Arizona, we beat the shit out of them and I didn't score any goals. <laughs> I, like, I didn't have any points. <laughs> and then he was like, well, in my first year, and then he's like, in my first yeah. year, I scored a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. So 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 it's okay. And then, like, his mom or a PR lady was like, hey, just cut. You got to stop. You got to stop. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was I the highlight. I wasn't of, a fan uh, of that. That was funny, though. It was the highlight of the parade. There's, yeah. There's few, like, great. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, I guess, great uh, cup celebrations. Like, the, the Capitals guys, like, jumping in that fountain. They mm. just went on a bender that entire summer. Like, they were going to the Nationals games, like, super fucked up. What was Ovi's? What was what did Ovi, Ovi say was, in his speech? Ovi was hammered for three months straight after they won the cup. <laughs> he said something I can't fucking remember, but just something in broken English that was so funny. I don't, I don't remember. Kucherov, I don't remember. Number, Kucherov, num- I remember bullshit. Kucherov's interview on the boat, just number screaming in the guy's That's ear. It, yeah, it was good. But it's like good quickly, stuff. also before we move on, uh, just like the the importance of probably the the Florida injuries and how it pertains to the Flyers, also. I don't know if you guys want to segue that into uh, to what we're talking about, but just we because Ekblad and Kachuk, I think, are expected to miss the start of the year, and the Flyers have the 2024 first-round pick of Florida next year. And mm. do you guys know the details of the potential swap that could occur? Because it's either a 2024 first or a 2025 yeah, first. Yeah, if it's top 10, it goes to 25. Okay, that's good. But they're not they're not that bad, so I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, a couple months this season, I don't think it's going to damage them that bad. No. There are a lot of bad teams in the NHL. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Flyers. Good segue. Let's talk about the Flyers now. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the draft. Obviously, it's coming up uh, a little less than a week as you guys are listening. Uh, we got pick seven and pick 22, better known as the Claude Giroux pick. Um, we'll start with pick number seven. We, we dive into this a lot in the Ellis interview. We bounce around a lot in the Ellis interview, but we we do have a big focus on the draft and prospects and whatnot. Um, and I got written down that, at least from my point of view, I feel like 
it's going to come down to uh, Leonard or Benson. So I don't know if you guys have a preference either way, but they're obviously very different types of players. So, you know, preference definitely plays a factor here. Yeah, no, my personal preference is, is Leonard, uh, just because he's, he, I mean, I know he's only like an inch taller, but he's like, he reminds me of Matthew Kachuk when I see him. I have seen that comparison thrown around a little bit, you know, by, you know, guys who write articles and, and stuff and, like uh, that. And I don't want to throw who, that around too loosely also. Well, he's like a, it's like I, a tea cake type yeah, of guy. You know? I don't love. The thing like, is, the, the thing is, I don't. Um, if we trade TK, give me another TK, please. Oh my god! <laughs> like, but like, I, I think he—he's just reminds like he's just a nasty player. Like he's such a like a look. Like the thing that stands out is his acceleration and his shot. Like I just love. We need guys that can shoot. Either way, if we if we draft either one of those guys, I'll be happy. The th- one thing I do not want is a defenseman or Ryan yeah, Becker. I don't want Ryan. Becker. I do not want it. The thing is, I don't want a defenseman at seven or twenty-two personally. I just I want scores. Twenty two. Twenty two. Totally yeah. I don't want a defenseman. So I want I want to shoot shoot at the dartboard fifty times and and hit the bullseye twice. I here's don't care. here's the thing though, Johnny. When it gets to pick twenty two, like there's not as many like incredible. There is a lot of good defensemen in this draft, but like there isn't many towards the top of the draft. So like we might get our picking of like one of the top five defensemen in the draft, and at twenty two, that's kind of that's kind of good. Like, I wouldn't mind that at that point. I don't think I'd be completely disappointed if we get a defenseman at 22, but if we get one at seven, dude, I'm going to be upset. If we get either one um, of those. No, those Ryan Backer yeah. will upset me. It will upset me. I, I, I mean, just, we need to focus on offense. That has been the most frustrating part of being a Flyers fan since we traded Carter and Richards. Yep. I completely agree with Johnny. I don't think a defenseman should even, will even go top 10. I'm I'm leaning. A uh, no, no, no. I think Ryan Backer is going top ten. I think 100 percent he is. But he he has to be like nine or ten. I don't know. There, I think I forget who whoever has the fifth pick was was rumored. Arizona, Arizona, yeah. Would you would it surprise you if Arizona drafted him? Really? No. Well, they're pretty <laughs> dumb. No, but could see you were saying something. I was like, I kind of lean towards Benson a little more. So, you know, second leading scorer in the dub. He's an elite playmaker, and I know we're like looking for scores, but I feel like we have the scores right now. I think we have a, like three or four guys who can put the puck in the net. Let's give him a guy who can like sauce it over to him. Little backs from the OV action, you know. Agreed. Ag- agreed completely, Coots. I am much more on the Benson side and, than Leonard, and the, even though I love Leonard. And the Dub is like the best junior league in the in the world, I think. And. The thing is that Benson was at least earlier on a couple months ago, a little bit higher in the rankings. And I feel like he's like fell slightly to the point where I didn't think we would even have a chance at drafting Benson. I think he was ranked like fifth a month or two ago. And now he's like, you know, around six, seven, eight. Um, so if he fell to us, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really hesitate unless Mitch coughs there. That's the only, that's the only yeah, way exactly. I'm not taking Benson. But either way, I'm I'm in the same boat. I wouldn't be unhappy with either. Who are our uh, four scorers? Cutter, uh, Forrester, Tipper. You can't include Cutter. Yes, you can. Not on the team yet. Wait, bring up the stats. DG, I sent you the stats. Oh, yeah. Coot sent me this before we started. Wow. You guys sending secret stats to each other now? No, it's, it's in, the, in the doc. Dude. It's in the doc. Uh, <laughs> at Big Head Hockey. 
who's actually I've just started noticing this guy's tweets often and I I, I love the content he puts out or she who knows um but he said Boston College alumni who had fewer points than Cutter Gautier in their D ones their first D one season uh Goudreau Atkinson Hayes Tuck Dra- Baron, it's not D one season it's draft Ryder. plus one season. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean, it's D1 hockey. Anyway. Yeah, it's D1 <laughs> hockey, but it's their draft plus one season. Also, so this is the most specific specific statistic I've ever seen in my life. Also leading specifically Boston College. Yeah, alumni. Boston College alumni in their draft plus one season. I mean, honestly, the how only many one Boston? Really, the only one that really impresses me in terms of my expectations for Cutter Godier would be Johnny Goudreau. I mean, the others we're expecting. Good, we're expecting Cutter to Boldy, be. I like Boldy. Thirty-five. Bill Guerin was a good player, I guess. Yeah, Boldy's awesome. Kevin Hayes is the worst player. Yeah, but Boldy is the but... same. Boldy might as well be Cutter Godier. He's and also, what if Cutter Godier becomes Matthew Boldy? That's awesome. <laughs> Also leading Team USA in goals as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like, mean, that he's, wasn't he's like Team USA. Oh my God. Dude, they just played. Nonetheless, that was against it was it was against NHL. No, okay. I'll give it to him. But it wasn't by all the, was Austin Matthews NHLers. on the team? Okay, but listen, Z. He was okay. he was playing I'm, against I'm a pissy guy, but you are going way above and beyond. Well, here to someone be upset. has to be the bad guy. We can't all agree on all the topics. He was playing against men. I don't think playing we on the playing on the third line. Granted, I'm pretty sure he was on power play one in that tournament, but he was playing third line minutes, PP one, and he had the most goals on Team USA. I'll give it to you. Also, Milan Luchas was the captain of Team Canada. This is a good team. This is a bullshit tournament. <laughs> fun tournament. Anytime there's countries playing against each other, it's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Did you watch all the games? Ellis, didn't watch, Ellis, well, you didn't watch, didn't watch one. I didn't watch one. You didn't watch one. He watched exactly. the highlights. He watched the highlights, though. I watched the highlights on Twitter. I watched a few of them. When Cutter scored, I watched them. Everyone saw the highlights on Twitter. All right. <laughs> Ellis broke down uh, Cutter pretty good. Talked about him a little bit because he covered it. He did, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before so wait, we... wait, no. We'll go back. Our scorers. Cutter. Oh, yeah. Cutter, Forrester. Forrester, Tippett. Forrester, Tip, played seven games. Okay, Tippett. Uh, but he's got that. Faraby, 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 Faraby. Pick him, pick him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm we not don't saying have, like... I'm 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 throwing out names to coots. I wasn't. I'm not the. I'm not the okay. one who said names. <laughs> let me just say you can't. Let me just suggest say, the name and then say I'm not him. saying that. I was helping. All right, all right, I was right, helping him. And uh, and and Travis Connecty. So. But the thing is, I'm not I mean, saying that they're like. We're all forgetting the guy that I always forget about, which is Cam Atkins. Cam Atkins. Oh, yeah, but he that's not long term. But he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, he's not a core. He's not one of our he's not our future core. Yeah, you know, he's not. He should be a good. Not, Travis Konecki probably. probably getting traded this offseason. Ah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Dude, uh, Rier said every, everybody's on the table except Godier. Right, I know. Segue. Yeah. That is good. How do you feel about uh, that? How do DG all us or me? How do we feel? About, how do we feel about that? <laughs> just repeat. Just repeat the question. Um, I feel yeah, good about it. That's what a GM should do. DG's just gonna hop on the the cutter train. He'll be yeah. done with TK once TK gets. Yeah, traded. we know where this is headed. <laughs> yeah, surprise. It sucks though, because if TK, I don't want TK to get traded. I literally don't. Will but... you support whichever team he gets traded to? No, but I'll I'll support the player in the rest of his career. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, before we segue into the, the the uniforms, the new unis, I want to just gloss over Mitch Koff real quick because 
it's been rumored and there's been shit out there that he's probably dropping to the five to eight range. And there was also stuff about him only interviewing a handful selective teams. So I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that because I think it's pretty wild that he's kind of a. Uh, I think I know. saw online somewhere Briere was in on that. Yeah, I think the Flyers are one of the teams. Was he in the club? I think he he's uh, wow, it's big. Yeah, trying to call his own shots, but I think yeah, I don't think he that, wants to go to San Jose. Yeah, and I also think that teams are scared to pick him. You think he wants to go to Washington and play with Ovi? What, what's their, their pick? Nine, nine. eight, right I, after us. I think oh, one hundred. Uh, I think one hundred percent. He does. That's probably ideal. Play with Ovi and but we're taking and... him at seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got well, no choice, buddy. <laughs> I think Danny. I think Danny B takes him at seven. I'm confident. I'm confident he takes him. Well, I mean, at least we... I'd like to think so. If he falls. If he doesn't, I um, I'm going to turn on Danny Briere, and I don't want to turn on Danny Briere. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn on him. I'll do it with you, DG. Well, even I don't want to. It's one of my favorite he, players of all time. Even if he doesn't want to play here, I mean, you use that pick. You pick him. You use it as a big piece in a trade. So yeah, yeah we have him for three years. Actually, not not technically. But... Win win either way. Yeah. I think I think t- especially because of like, and we talked about this with Ellis again, but the the Fedotov situation, yeah. like. That's probably worrying people. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't really have high hopes for Fedotov, so I don't care. Or but... like the dude could just be like, no, I'm just saying that the fact that you could wait five years for his contract to end, and then he could just be like, no, nah, I'm going to stay in Russia. And then you just wasted a pick. Yeah, and that would be a horrible pick to waste. Yeah. But you got I mean, to yeah, take, so take big Theoretically, you Theoretically, he'd come over at 23, like Panarin did. In like three years, yeah. Oh, a five. Okay, that wouldn't be awful. What? Whatever. Uh, or he might like all this stuff is like it's very speculative because of like the political situation in Russia and the fact yeah. that he signed in the KHL. God, like, those guys ruin every fucking thing. Yeah, they, they've been the enemy of the world for the past like fifty years. <laughs> hey, Putin, I didn't say it. These two yeah, guys said you it. You think you think Putin listens to I, this? Fucking... <laughs> I I love that game you put on every year where you scored twelve goals. Great hockey. Hey, we have, we have a silky mitts. He's sucking hey, up to, to the dictator over there. <laughs> you never know. We had Danforth on. He a friend of the pod. He was in the KHL. Lit yeah, up. he told us how much he made. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he did. That was, that was Johnny. Johnny pried for information on on his salary. I think mm-hmm. it was me. No, Johnny was... did. I'm pretty oh, sure. No, I, oh. I don't. I didn't ask about salary. I asked about the oh the gas. <laughs> but you asked him, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kutz asked how much, not, what his salary yeah, I did was. Not, I did not. You, ask you asked about, about the well, Russian gas, and he, he said making... he might play back. He might play there again later in life. So he can't answer that question. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get him in trouble, dude. Damn. That was that was a good episode. That was. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. I I swear, I think Danforth was the best interview we've had. So if you haven't listened, at least go second the to the Stephen today. Ellis interview Maybe that's coming that we up. have in this episode. A player interview, like player, like NHLer. We've only had a couple, so three, um, more than a couple, three, a few. <laughs> we we'll get there. We're getting more. We're getting more. <laughs> oh yeah, soon. Oh yeah. Um. Soon. All right. New unis. The Flyers released their new uniforms on Tuesday. Uh, new era of orange, as they like to say. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? I uh. Thoughts. No, I like I like them. 
They are fine. But there's improvements to be made they were, to that. They were two small details away from being fantastic. Yeah, phenomenal. they're fine, fine, not great. They The black trim or piping on the shoulders <laughs> and and the, the and, the, num- and the, the numbers and the numbers on the sleeves johnny loves the good black piping they either needed an outline or they needed i don't like the black on the home jersey yeah it would have been if nice it was orange some orange and then well, black outline what, what we're what we're describing are the 90s jerseys yeah yeah if they just know, did the nineties, they would have been so nice. And they were not going to just copy the nineties or jersey. or the missed opportunity they they could have done with the, the black. Jerseys. Yeah, and at least but, at least keep the if you're going to keep the old black jersey, change the orange to the same color of orange because now it's like the faded orange and the other jerseys are the burnt orange. And, well, and, this, well and, there's speculation. And, there's speculation that, that the stadium series coming up is going to be, be the the, the black alternate. So I don't I don't I don't see why they would keep that. No, they're, the black they're jersey. they've no, done it for I mean, so long. It's been what four years. That black years? jersey is staying as the third jersey. They're not going to make the and then they're going to have a new jersey for the stadium series, which will probably be the third jersey next year. Yeah, yeah, that's and what. It's I, all that's part of the money grab, the marketing scheme. If they changed the orange to burnt orange, they would have made more money. People buying that black jersey again. Oh my god! Because they wanted the different tint. There's people like that. People do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it made me. It made seeing them together made me realize. Oh, we were they, they were rocking these ugly ass orange jerseys all these years. <laughs> well, I'm the also, side by sides of the, the yeah. Old. Seeing the orange comparison. Yeah. I'm also not. I don't know when they first it. came out in like 2010. I thought they were pretty cool. That's it just because you're. It was I, something new. No, I do like the. No, like, it, like it was. I think it was jerseys? a good jersey. Not like the OG jersey, but like the, the jerseys or, the, we the just new had. age orange jerseys that we've the had lighter for the orange. last thirteen years. That kind of played homage to the to the seventies teams. Yeah, right? but the seventies ones were burnt orange. More burnt. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the, the new age jerseys. I, I like I think the old they just orange. got stale. But, yeah, um, I mean, it's just been thirteen years or whatever you said. Yeah, but um, I'm not a fan of the. The only two color socks, the two colored yeah. socks. Like I, I there needs agree. to be black trim in that too. Yeah, the socks we need, aren't great. We need a bit, a little bit of black piping. All I'm all saying just, just Johnny just likes wait, to say. wait, wait till we see him on the ice because, well, to be fair, I hated the um reverse retros last year or whatever the hell they were oh, horrible dude, the yeah, white dude. and black ones. I hated yeah. them in on picture and on the ice. It looked like a different team was playing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm these might look better on the ice. Uh, dude, it's just gonna piss me off think, every time looking at the sleeves. They look like practice jerseys on the sleeves. Yeah, kind of. I, I see know. Yeah, the one color sleeve numbers. That's like uh, maybe it's just it's, because it's, it's paying so... homage to like 1967 when they only had that. But like, I swear, like it, it just looked better back then. Our, our creativity <laughs> has has there was nothing to compare it to the 60s. You know, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. to compare it to. So back Could've then, done better. So. Okay, also, so a uh, final final grade. Ad? I'm going. I'm going like six six two out of out of out of ten. Oh, are we doing? Oh, I thought like you said concept. grade. I thought we were gonna do an A B C. Well, I a, went. I went. You went grade, scale. and then you went numbers. Okay, rating. You're doing a rating. Yeah, rating, not a grade. A grading. If you will. <laughs> uh, right. that's probably right. Like five. Yeah, I, five I seven. Would give, I would give it higher six, than that. Eight, I think I would be seven. mid sevens, like a seven five. I think I'll, I think I'm like seven one. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't like the. How about that ad? The IBX. Ad, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, or whatever. Horizon Blue Cross, isn't it? Or what is it? Yeah, no, it's no. Blue. It's like IBX. Oh, Independence 
blue cross whatever Depends blue cross yeah they they could have just made the color white or black and had the same ad but they decided with the baby blue it looks kind of bad but the more i looked at it i know everyone was shitting on it on there but it's like the baby blue and the orange kind of no they don't no you're talking yourself clash. into something for some reason they definitely clash <laughs> well, wasn't um, the, bad. i thought i it's thought our team bad. was better than having ads like they make enough money to not have ads on the jersey we have comcast what is what do they need more money yeah, for they should put comcast should be the sponsor or like uh the helmets when they had tatas that would have looked fine on the <laughs> Jersey. Are we gonna or, have helmet or too? bring back to the Phantom Steel? We didn't last. We team. didn't. We only had uh, helmet mm-hmm. ads the year after the uh, pandemic shortened season. We only had it for one year, then we got rid of them. Hey, a lot of teams go back to the go back to the Calder Cup Phantoms and have the Wendy's logo on it. That the Calder Cup. I saw the Wawa people uh, putting Wawa on there. That would have been sick. That would have been that sick. That would have been. That, that would have been, been good. Great. Also, pure, you just thought you just made me think of something with the Phantoms there. What if we get a third jersey with a little purple in there? Oh, that would be cool. Oh, are you kidding me? What? That would be cool. What? Shut Dude. the fuck up. Purple. Those piping. old school. Those old school <laughs> Phantom jerseys are so nice. The I mean, they are. Those They're purple sick. ones. Those are nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. Dude, the Flyers' original color scheme was blue, kind of like the IBX color. If you look up like the old archives. Like when they were in the yeah. in the early thank days. God, thank God we didn't keep that. Yeah, our logo Maybe. and our jerseys are so like iconic. Like we're I one know. of the only teams that doesn't flip their logo around every ten years. Yeah. That's so true. speaking of these jerseys, there's no uh, no coincidence that the two recent hires the Flyers made wore these donned similar jerseys when they played for the Flyers. That is true. Segue there, Z. Nice, John, John nice pass off. And Patrick Sharp. <laughs> More former Flyers. Why so are we doing this? I <laughs> fucking I like I, it. I, I like love it. these hires. Um, a lot of people are shitting on them, saying, "Oh, now we have like four guys in the front office with zero experience." Uh, when you add Briere and uh, Jonesy, but these guys have been around the game a long time. Leclerc stayed like in, like he made Philadelphia his home after he played here. Um. So he's like embedded in the community and stuff. And Patrick Sharp, just like, if I get to look at that guy every game, please. Yeah. Can the camera like pan to him for yeah. like, like, a, like, a, is it in his contract? I, like I will take, like, I will take 30 seconds every game. Any news from him, bad or good. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be drooling. They should let him deliver the bad news. <laughs> That'd be a good role for him. Um, Man rocket alert. Yeah. I think, uh, I think. Patrick Sharp is going to be more on the player development side of things. Yeah, which great. while Leclerc is going to be more in like the the you know, management, like more like Danny Bri- Danny Briere's right hand man type of guy. I mean, yeah. What are their um? Are they just like special advisors? What are their actual yeah, role it's names? Just a special advisor. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, people like to complain about a lot of stuff, but like to me, this isn't really something to complain about. We're not. We didn't hire people that are 80 years old like the United States likes to do with their presidents. Oh, we <laughs> we hired people DJ. that played in the 2000s and 2010 oh. for Patrick Sharp. So later I mean, than that, it's pe- yeah, it's people Br- that was know 2015, the game. 14 was last year. So, was after and that I think Sharp too. Sharp was after they that too. Well. Sharp was later yeah. than Briere. Yeah, yeah, he might have hit tw- right before the pandemic. 
like the year the, before that. I think Sharp played for Dallas. Uh, yeah, when Pavelski came over. Maybe, maybe they yeah, so just maybe they just miss know, each other. They all know the modern game. Like you're not getting these old dinosaur, like guys trying to think we have to go to the Brawl Street Bully game. They probably they know that we need a blend of toughness and skill. They're probably looking a little more outside the box for the players that we're going to draft and players that we might acquire in the future. You know, it's not going to be the same thing like signing guys like the Delorier for four years. <laughs> exactly. Hey, dude. And how, but much, I like how much, who, who I are we like going to have model the third jerseys? <laughs> oh, we could talk we could talk about who modeled the jerseys. And how happy and how they depressed to be there. they look. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, what is going on? Like, are they trying to look Fairview tough? literally had upset? his, like, head down. Like, <laughs> it, like, in, like he was getting shamed, publicly I, shamed. I think like, that's taken out of context. It was probably, like, one snippet picture yeah, of the entire look. event that he looked down. Because he's probably like, I want to go to the Phillies game. When's this going to end? And yeah. <laughs> that's when the picture hungover. was taken. Yeah. But, um. You want to know how dumb I am? I was like, oh, shit. Tippett changed his number to 23. And then uh, uh, yeah. all the jerseys had 23 on them. And I was like, How do you think? Right, <laughs> he better change a... his number, though. 74 <laughs> fucking sucks. Oh, I like that. It's fine. Oh, I like it. I like it, too. I really? like 74. I was 74 in juniors. All right. Well, now wow. I like it. Oh, wow. Play, playing with Luffy. Check out the interview. <laughs> and Booksy coming up. Got another guy coming oh, yeah. up. Nice. Nice. <laughs> plugs also but, something to, to note for the oh what were you gonna say there coots i was i was well i was wondering i was like uh, had a hypothetical uh, question oh how did they come up with the models you think they like send it out to the group chat and then the, the flyers all they talk probably about just it? see who's there who's in the area yeah yeah they guys, probably just or, throw feelers guys out there. guys you want to guys who want to model the future Probably ask no. their agents or why, marketing. So or why, why wasn't TK there, DG? Oh, what DG? Why Ooh, wasn't TK shit. there? He's oh, fishing. Shit. Why is he not in the city? Why is he because, still not in the city? Why is he not helping improve his game? Where was Kevin Hayes? Where's his development? Because why is TK? he not at the local well, hospital? Let, let me answer the goddamn question. Why wasn't TK there? <laughs> he texted. He texted TK two 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 minutes ago to find the answer to this. Yeah, I have his number. Um, TK wasn't there because he lives in fucking Canada and he's there with his wife and kid. Where does Sandheim live? I think Sandheim came back early to train because he knows that Doesn't he had want to a get traded. He's getting traded, <laughs> and he and wants to put in the work. He wants he's to put in the work. Dude, he's like twenty six now, and he's still like a buck eighty. Sandheim. <laughs> yeah, he like I will never get over like eight. Nathan Gerby throwing him down on the ice. Barely like he's five, pretty that, like, five, skinny four, too. I was watching that game. I'm like, let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> All you do is also put, something put all your to pr- quickly mention about the uh, about about the front office is, is Valerie Camillo is also out as the head 000. of business operations for. What does she do? So all the, the uh, so I think that that she was the head of like business ops for for the Flyers. She was like the so she, she came she, up with she, she was like the she president. Was, she was of the gritty girl. Yeah. Thanks for she fucking cre- the gritty snacks game, bitch. She she created gritty. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think she she like had had manned the the gritty, uh, and she came up with the, the slogan, the new era of our orange. Didn't someone? I say do kind of like the I, I like the new era of orange slogan. I it's like not it gonna. Be, I think they should have saved it for when we're good again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this when... this is gonna be a new era of orange that's gonna be well, rather what were the, tough to watch. What but... was the 
What was the saying before Bring It to Broad? What was the last one before that? Uh, Something about dying. Fly or die. Fly or die. There was one in between that was like no excuses or like something or something about. Uh, Bring It to Broad? No, it was before that. I don't know. Look it up. Also, something I also want to quickly mention is the qualifying offers we issued to five of our players. Noah Cates, Morgan Frost. Ollie Lick, is it Lickcell? Lickcell. It's Lickcell. Like my sack. Nice. (laughs) Ronnie Atard. Ronnie Atard and Cam York, the three who did not receive qualifying offers. Kiefer Bellows, no surprise there. Wyatt Wiley and Penn Stater, Evan Barrett. Those three did not receive qualifying offers. So just thought I'd throw that out there in case our listeners were not aware. Where's German uh, Rupstoff? He got traded a floor. Dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good lord. Um, the Drew trade? Him and the Connor Funny Man. You see a lot of these big right-handed defensemen, you know, make an impact, maybe not on a score sheet, but like out on the ice. So I'm interested to see how Adder does in the big leagues. Is he that big? Like, he's like six four or something. Uh, he's a problem. Two hundred two hundred. Is he not? I'm all, you know what, you know, Kutsi, I'm I am also intrigued by Ryan. I, Ryan I'm intrigued Ryan by a shot. He has a yeah. hell of a shot. I think we, he's a big boy. I think he's like two, 210, 15, 20. If we end up, uh, okay. dude, put Six, him in the Mark Andre Bergeron role. Just the point of the power play. Just rip shots. Only play power play just, time throughout the whole game. No defense. Do, do, do you know who MPK. that is? Who? Mark Andre Bergeron. Oh yeah, yeah. He just thinks he makes Flurry <laughs> and Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> The goal, you mean the goalie right center, Mark Andre Bergeron? <laughs> the goalie center, the center goalie. Yeah, we're allowed three now, actually. But uh, I mean, if we end up trading a couple more defensemen, a guy like Ronnie Adder is going to have a shot next year, and you know, I think he's going to get it regardless. I think he's going to. I think, yeah. Speaking of trades, Ba-da-ba-ba. Half the team's getting traded, apparently. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, too. I like being part of the action. Whether you're buying or selling, I just want to be part of the Dude, action. Dude, it's crazy. I, hate... I was going to oh, go for it. Sorry, I hate when there's a trade deadline or a free agency and you do nothing. I eat Dude, we haven't, we haven't been in it in, like this in so long. I'm so it. like, for, we've been in it for all the wrong reasons, like recently, like in the past, like three years. Like, oh, yeah. well, how are we going to mess we this did, up? We've been we didn't trust Chuck Fletcher. And now it's like every day I'm checking Twitter with just this pure optimism, like something's going to happen. And especially after that Provorov trade too. Well, it's like now we can just have, okay, we can trust this guy. Like he's going to get creative. He's going to, he knows the direction. The one and most importantly, there is a direction, which is awesome. Yeah. And Briere finally did it. One, he was transparent to the fans and to the media. Two, he did what we all, we wanted Fletcher to do the past three seasons was just commit and say, we are rebuilding. We are open for business. Everybody also, is on the table. Also, how significant was it that Provorov was the first shoe to drop? The first, his first trade. That I think That's is more significant big, than anything because yeah. that was one of our biggest trade pieces. Like, like this is a guy we've heralded as a top pair defenseman ever since we drafted him, and then he's the first guy you trade. Like, it wasn't like some mini one, like a Scott Lawton, like which which would have been. You know, to whatever your degree fine. of Scott Lawton is, would have maybe that's significant in, in, in some people's eyes, but obviously not to the degree of trading away a guy like Provorov, you know, like a 26, 25 year old defenseman. Trading uh, away your best defenseman on your roster is a big move. Yeah. 
but yeah. it's it's one that 100 had to happen well we, we're gonna go into the other guy soon but um just listen to the last 31 thoughts i l- partially listened to the chuck 32 Fletcher. thoughts 32 like, thoughts sorry missed one uh, thought. forgot about seattle <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one more yeah <laughs> uh they had chuck fletcher on i listened to the beginning of his interview and basically they were asking him like like what happened in philly and it sounded like every season he, they were just trying to find someone to play with Provorov. Like that was their main thing, was to find yeah. someone to make Provorov a number one defenseman. Um, they kept trying to replace Niskanen. Niskanen. Yeah, that's so they they got two right hand defensemen and Braun and Niskanen Fletcher's first year. N- Niskanen surprise retired. Then they got two right hand defensemen in Ristolainen and D'Angelo. And they didn't. Not, neither of them worked. Ellis out. before that. Ellis, Gustafson. yeah, sorry. Oh, Ellis. Got, no, then they went for Gustafson. Oh, that didn't work out. Then they went. That Ellis was the worst and one. The line, and that didn't work out. And then they they went uh, D'Angelo, and that didn't work. Technically, out. Technically, we do so still have Ryan Ellis. Briere just being like, Briere just being like, okay, they've been trying the past four years to find a guy to play with Provorov. He's clearly not like a first pair, like by himself, a first pair defenseman. So. Yeah. Let's just get rid of him, and then we lose that problem of trying to find someone to play with him. Great. Yeah. And it allows younger guys to get their shot. Guys like Cam York, who Deserves I it. hope takes a very big step this year. I'm expecting it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's probably going to be second pair. If Sandheim doesn't get traded, I assume they'd let him have first. But like, yeah, York's going to get a lot was. more time. At least to start the year, for sure, Sandheim would be. First pair. I have no idea who the fuck he's. Gonna... I, I, we don't know what this fucking roster is going to look oh, like uh, in a month. That Sean Walker guy will. He'll probably be on the third pair. Yep. Yeah. Perfect third pair guy. Oh yeah. So then we got Riz. It's going to be so boring though. I'd rather give it to play against him guy. in the show, Jay. So wait, who are we? So because you got to imagine Zamula is going to get a shot. Mm-hmm. Adder's going to get a shot. We got who's Sean Walker. Fucking, who's the Swede? I'm blanking on him. Emil Andre. Uh, Andre. Uh, Andre. Yep. Yep. Is he going to be here? I don't, I don't think. I think maybe he's. I don't know. Like that's a tough one. He's probably going to be a call up. Uh, I wouldn't imagine him to make it right out of training camp. That's fine. Um, as long as he gets no, a shot. I mean, I think about it. We're, I think we're months away from that. DG, anyway. maybe so. DG. Everybody's getting a shot this year. Maybe Helge. But they're not trying to win. Helge, right? yeah. Hel- Hel- maybe yeah, maybe Grands Grands makes a jump. You know, you never know. I think they're right. just going to give it. Every, sure. It's just going to be a rotating door of. Yeah, and I think Danny's going to try to create as much roster space as possible I mean, to give these guys their shot. I mean, if I'm a young defenseman on that team, there there's four open spots pretty much. Uh, I, mean, I mean, not yeah, well, not yet. There will be probably, but yeah. there will be presumably opportunity, yeah. opportunity, and there's, and there's going to be injuries, so there will be more opportunities as the season plays yeah. along. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're dancing around it, but let's just go through the list of people mentioned both in on uh, by Friedman. And um, Frank Saravalli on their yeah, like trade Saravalli. trade lists, uh, in no particular order: TK, Tony D'Angelo, Kevin Hayes, Travis Anheim, Carter Hart, and Scott Lawton. Scott That's Hart a big would hurt a little bit too. Chunk of the court. See, I don't. I, I will. Air duty. If you, I think, since we're, since if, you get if a, we go in the order of, oh. if you get a good deal for him, yeah, of course. No, I mean, but they said that, that I was going to go in the order of the names. A uh, uh, late first round pick for him, right? What? I didn't see that. Which people were think were speculating that yeah, it was Toronto. I've seen that because they have like the twenty eighth or something pick. Hey, if you decline it, it 
should theoretically up demand. No, I mean, he may make a deal on draft night when someone gets desperate, but when when the guy they want gets chosen and then they're like, all right, let's trade this pick for Scott Lawton. Um, I think Toronto has a ton of interest in him. They had interest in him right before he signed that extension when they didn't trade him at trade deadline a couple years ago and extended him instead. Um, But Toronto has like no cap space and no one signed. So, like, like, well, no, they have. I think I'm sorry, a majority of their team is not signed. Well, no, they have like, I think, some cap space just because they a lot they have a lot they have a few guys pending, but the majority, Uh, yes, they they not have a lot. They have like 10 million to fill out like five roster spots or something stupid like that. I mean, I you you got to think that Lawton and Hart are probably getting the most interest, probably TK is getting a lot of interest too, yeah. But it depends um, what people are offering for yes. TK. No, I'm just saying the most like, interest. Yes. I will say, I will say, and this may surprise everyone. Oh, I am actually not in favor of trading Travis Konechny. Oh, <laughs> neither am I. And this, let's this go. All four I, of us, dude. I am not in <laughs> favor of trading Travis Konechny, and I and I will tell you why. Go ahead. It's because Answer. tell me and why. I, and I and I hate that I agree and i am regurgitating what dg has been saying it's so hard to bank on a draft pick to get you to be a 30 goal scorer potentially tk only 25 years old we have to put that in perspective because he came into the league age is the biggest thing yeah he came to the league so young so even i have to like remind myself okay he's only 25 he impressed me a lot last year if he would have remained healthy he would have scored more yeah. And the fact that he was able to do that with just a variation and no consistent talent around him, like I'm, con- I'm, I'm very, boys. I'm oh! very, oh, I'm getting him aroused. <laughs> I kind of want to see him paired with Couturier to see of that course. playmaking ability. Yeah. Oh. And Forget TK's potential finishing ability going into what his seventh season, sixth season as a pro. I don't know. I kind of want to see what he does this year, and he's on a team-friendly con- and he's on a good contract for what he is now producing. So, I am not in favor of trading Travis. So, Johnny, oh, I just want to wow. go over this common miscon- misconception that me and you were always like TK haters and against him. We were just we just <laughs> and we said this multiple times that he just didn't provide what we needed him to provide at the time, and now he is providing that, which was right. scoring. And it so we were him, never against TK or, say, or we hated TK. I love fucking watching TK. I love when TK scores goals. We fuck with DG about it because he's up his ball sack all the time. But um, <laughs> you, if TK's 29, you trade him this year. He's yes, 25, 100%. 26, whatever he is. 100%. So you 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 got to keep him just he, for that. It's it's nice to throw him out there and get interest and maybe parlay that into a deal for another player. Um, Unless yeah. someone just blows your fucking doors off for another young player who's younger than him a little bit and has yeah. a higher ceiling. But I don't really see them trading TK. This happens every time a team is rebuilding. Everybody gets, like, everyone throws feelers out for all the players. And that's Friedman and Sarah Valley's job is to throw these names out there to get interest. Um, And that's why the teams let them know that these guys are available. I mean, they don't really have to do that because Briere literally said everybody's on the table. 
That doesn't mean everyone's getting traded. You still need to keep a couple guys around, right? You can't just go in next year with all guys who have played. Right. Two, and I think, and I think the biggest, um, I guess, pro for trading connecting. And the only thing that I can really rationally wrap my head around would just be the overall culture change. Yeah. Because he's been around for all these shitty years. But I don't know if that's like an indictment on a one specific player. I do think that he was a more late lack lackadaisical player before last season. Last season, he provided a little bit more intensity. He's always had the chippiness to his game. He just never did it consistently. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, it, like last year was probably the toughest year to do that and still be engaged. And I thought he did it all the way up until the end. Well, I think he likes torts and torts likes him. And we'll, we'll just see how long that lasts. Just ride that wave. Yep. He bought. Yep. He bought. Uh, he bought good, in. He bought in last year, and there was a very select few people that you noticed really bought in to and the way Tippett, that Law and Bates. like Sealer. Yeah, uh, Sealer. Like, Dude, Sealer. Sealer. Well, Sealer. Yeah, allegedly. Defensive defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> top six. Him and Sean Walker, third pairing. Gonna be a that third pairing is gonna piss me off so much. They, Dude, they might, might be, be awesome, good. they, they might, might be awesome. It's so sound that they're good. <laughs> well, whatever. But my thing is, I don't want Sealer blocking any of the young guys like playing. Yeah, but he he's will. going to because Torts loves him. I know he's not, he's not getting out of the lineup. He, he will, he's gonna be in, in the lineup, therefore, he's blocking someone, a younger player. No, I agree with you, but no, he, I'm, I'm just saying he's going to I'm talking to you. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if there's a younger player that's not ready and you just throw him in the lineup, it's it's not no, good for Obviously, anybody. obviously, and, they're not ready. But And yeah. let's, be, let's be honest. Our defensive prospects aren't that good. Like, they're not that great. Like, they're very low-level prospects. Like, we mentioned Zabula. Yeah, but how many other Zabula. teams say that about their defensive know, prospects? Like, like, to, like, like, they're not, you're not all going to get big names that are going to be useful NHL players. Yeah. But and like, it's not to, like we're looking for, like, all-star top-pairing guys here. We're looking, looking for at third guys that can... Defenseman. We're looking at guys who can literally be what Justin Braun was in his, like, first year. So, like, a flyer. Like, literally, like, how good he was then. Obviously, the last couple of years where we were pushing it because we kept feeding him one-year deals in and band-aid roles essentially but he was like you know that's all you really need out of our crop right now like you know that's fair enough but i feel like zamula could is more of like a second pair skillish kind of he's not going to be your brawn type guy that's just one guy that's just not as i want more he's never (laughs) going to get to that point in my opinion i don't know he's i think his skating is just so poor and he's and he just struggles for being such like a Having such a big frame, he just he's yeah. just not strong. It's too lanky. Let's let's talk about a couple of these other guys. So like Tony D, I saw if like they can't trade him, Ship they might, him out they, for anything. They might buy get. him out. Um, that's so dumb. Oh, that's a bad. That's bad. It's it's like two mil against the cap the next two years. Not but he, it's 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 the but last year of his right. deal. Like, yeah. Why would you or do the that? next year? Whatever it is. Detain fifty percent and call it a fucking day. what a failure of a trade trade and sign. Got um. And Hayes, Hayes, is, yeah. Hayes is as good as gone. It's just a matter of what the deal is, yeah. And where he I goes. Think Hay- I think Hayes is the next pin to drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if like honestly, the at the rate that we run this podcast, it's going to get dropped tomorrow morning. So probably, probably that's and why then, I wanted to do it. Uh, <laughs> Sanheim, if he's going to get traded, is going to be before July first, so like in the next two weeks, because his his uh, no trade clause kicks in July first. 
Um, yeah. that that's another. Cool. That's another. That's another one been rumored for uh, Toronto. That would and be interesting then, to see. It'd be interesting eight. if we pack. The thing is, if we pack like if uh, just theoretically, just talking out loud with Toronto, considering they're both interested in Lawton and Sanheim, there could be potential there because Lawton doesn't make that much. I think probably around three, three? or yeah. three and a half. It's three. And then Sanheim is uh, is like six point two five. So you know that could fill out a couple of spots. But one guy we got to get back from Toronto is Matthew Nyes. That is one guy that I Ooh. I am aching for from <laughs> if we do any kind of deal for him, like you know, or even the next guy that Z is going to mention here too. They if we if they need a goaltender, yeah. But they, I mean, I still think Toronto's in a shitty cap situation. With the, I think they figure it out. I think they, they got to trade one of those four guys. I think they, you know, maybe moving on from Dubis. Will well, true living doesn't have any, that? yeah, it doesn't have any uh, you know, I had loyalty a... to any of the guys on the roster, so that's what I'm saying, yeah. But like, we, and we've seen, and guy... we saw, and we saw the past two years, he's not yeah. afraid to pull the trigger on a big deal, yeah. And like, Nylander and Marner are the guys you can trade. I mean, like, Matthews, you could, but he's like on a one year deal, so if he doesn't want to re sign with Toronto, like, whatever, it like doesn't make sense to pay a shit ton for Matthews if he's going to go to free agency, um. Marner and Nylander are the guys you can trade, but they're also your two best players. Two of your three best players, however you want to look at it. Nylander's so, the only one I want. Yeah, but he's also the only one that Toronto should keep because he's making whatever, six. He's on a good contract. Yeah, he's he's on a good contract, and he's going to expire. A performer. But yeah. So that one's interesting. Hart, like, we've all had our opinions on Hart in that you wait your whole life to get this goaltender, and it's silly to give him away now. He's still what twenty five. Goals and the, goalies and, don't and, hit their prime until they're twenty eight. And the um, biggest and snag. And the biggest snag of this one is just the yeah. the pending Canada uh, investigation, Team Canada which investigation. is done. It just hasn't been released any of the findings. So, dude, when this gets released, it's gonna. I'm I, I'm I'm very nervous based off of like what I've heard what I've heard and like people who like know things. And like I've been get kept getting fed information. Like I've heard everything from Carter Hart being suspended to him being like obstruction of the interview process. That's why he's being suspended or very minimal involvement in what happened. Like that, like I've heard all three, yeah. but obviously it's the internet. You all you're gonna hear all those things. I mean, Again. if he gets suspended, it doesn't really matter for the Flyers. Like doesn't matter for the Flyers, but like yeah. at the same time, what does that do for his value? in trades like well i would just keep him then at that point you know what i mean like if if we can trade if we can get matthew knives from toronto without trading Hart or tk that's unbelievable amazing (laughs) that that, that would be that would be pretty amazing yeah that is the elect that is the electric speedster guy that you need on your team and it's more likely to happen then it, this year than not just because true living can't comes in and he has he didn't it's not his draft pick you know, he doesn't care. He's got to make a splash. He's got to change yeah. that roster. And he's got to change the roster big. He's got to. But also, like, Samsonov had a great year for them. So they might re-sign him. Hey, I mean. Can you imagine if, we... can you imagine if, uh, if TK is consistently this 30-year-old guy and then Faraby figures out? I think Faraby will, figure, will it figure, it figure it out. I think it was just that year after. He came off that surgery pretty quick. Year after the surgery. Like three months, dude. It was like three months That's, and he was yeah. back out there. Was That's stupid. crazy. He was definitely think... at like 70% the entire year. Yeah. And he knew he was bad. And then nothing sees He was embarrassed. 
I expect no, big things no from Farabee this year. Big I just things. never, I never want to see Joel Farabee drop the gloves again in his career. I hate yeah, him. He he's got, he got a little better. Yeah, at it this year. I, if we were good, I'd like it. <laughs> in certain situations, but like he did it way too much last year. I mean, when I he think the Flyers starts... had the most fights. No, probably did. Yeah, was, that was it was yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I guess like the two, I guess big. I know we listed all these names that are potentially getting traded. The two I think we're just inevitably stuck with are Ristolainen and Delorier, oh, and man. um. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can even really count Atkinson because, like, well, we forget about him. He was a good player I for forget us. Forget about him. I forget about Couturier. He was too. a good player for us, you know. We'll What's he got? Be... One one more year left on his deal after this I year. Got... I, think well, I think it's two. I think it's two. I think it's two. But like, I think he had one more than Jake. Yeah, the thing this year Atkinson... and another year, or two, or this year and two more years. I have cap friendly up. Let me see. Um, the thing with Atkinson, like you don't really have to trade him because one, like he might get a little bit of value back, but this year I feel like year. he'd be more valuable helping mold some of these young minds as like a veteran. Like yeah, I, I think Atkinson's I like the good. A vet. Also, I, it sucks, dude, that he he deserves a run at the cup too. He's such a good guy. Like he's a guy you root for to win a cup, and probably that you hope signs with a contender when he becomes a UFA in two years. Who was that? It's like Atkinson. Oh yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry. A little bit. It's okay. Um, yeah, and we haven't seen him play under Torts yet, which is like they were boys when he was in. Yeah, they're boys. They're so tight. He's at the top of the Torts guys list for sure. And yeah, I mean. Rachel Line is not going anywhere. He's four more years. But the thing, dude, that... that's so painful to. Oh, it, it was a uh, bad deal. We were on such a roll. We were on such a good roll. I mean, but of get, getting honestly, like and I, I brought it up. It's Provorov, and I know we talked about this in a previous episode. We're like, which defenseman would you rather get rid of? Like he, we said, like he's the best. He's the best defenseman, which like you would want to keep him, but also you'd get the most for him. So Wait. it was like a. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember that. What did we end up deciding there? I kind of I think forget. We all picked different guys. Yeah, uh, we'll like, have I to go back. Overall, I, completely I, I completely forget. Completely forget. Or Sanheim. But like looking at our de- looking at our defensive defenseman in cap friendly now, it's like it's not terrible. I mean, Sanheim and Rat- and Ristliner are the only guys with long term commitments. Clearing cap I mean, space so that we can develop a better defensive core for the future. It's perfect. Danny Breer is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, also um, like I. And even if a trade uh, for San or trading Sanheim doesn't happen, and he's like, I, I, I get very caught in between with Travis Sanheim, right? Because like the two years that he did have pretty good years, he looked really good, really good. What we'd expect when like we drafted him first round, Ron Hextall drafted him 17th, I think it was. It was like, or in 2017, I could be missing, but like it's. It, it just gets taken out by, oh, dude, like, oh, you see all last season, you expect him to take such a big jump. He didn't. And then you'd think back like a couple of years ago and how bad he looked then. It's just like, okay, are we going to, is this going to be like an every other year thing? And if so, maybe we expect another jump this year. But who knows, dude? He's, he's one that really has to figure it out. And I wish he had a couple more years on the bridge deal, on a, on like a third bridge deal where he had those, where we could evaluate well, him. But, you know, that was, that was, Chuck's last fuck you to the Flyers before he sailed off into the sunset. I, but I still don't think six point two five is like it's it's a good horrible. deal. He, he'd probably get that if not more on the open market. I think Josh he would have gotten Bright more. Said he that today more. on Twitter. Like 
he would have gotten more. I agree with that. And, and it's like people people poke like, oh, I don't want to pay Sam. I'm six point five. It's like, yeah, I wish another I wish another team did it too. I wish in I wish right now, yeah, like he wasn't making that, but he is. That's a deal. If he doesn't trade, if we don't trade him, not the end of the world. We we have we're developing room and and this new direction anyways. Maybe if he performs well, we can eat half at the trade deadline. Get a nice little haul for a team for a contender that's desperate. You know, but the, no, trade the no trade is the issue. Like he would get more Fuck. money somewhere else, but they wouldn't give him a no trade. <laughs> I'd rather us be paying him six point right, seven bad, without the, the bad no trade. Part. You know that's what I mean? The bad part. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the thing sucks. with Sanheim is, is like he's a two way defenseman. Who? Why do we give these fucking no trade clauses out like candy? Yeah, the thing with Sanheim is, is two way defenseman, which like in a single year we haven't seen him be amazing at offense or and and defense at the same time i'd arguably say two years ago he was good on both good on both okay i'll take that one not last year year, the year before okay that's why that's what i was alluding to one year he okay this we were like okay he's he's actually performing well he's not fucking up as much on defense and he's driving the offense when he's like attacking the net on offense is when he's the best yeah, I'll say one thing about Sandheim. I like, I don't like, like you guys have been saying, I do not care if we don't trade him. I completely find keeping him on this roster. I kind of made this argument with TK a little bit. Like, when your team is not good and then an, a player on that team is also having a horrible year, you like really like dog in on that guy because your team sucks. And then you're shitting on a player that sucks that year because like nothing's going well. I feel like the public eye of Travis Sandheim is a little too aggressive towards him being dog shit. Whereas I don't, I don't see him as dog shit. I think he had a horrible year last year, but that doesn't mean that's who he's going to be his entire career. And, I think there's much room for improvement. Like, and, let, and let's let's clear this up too. He's not a prospect anymore. He's not a kid. He is a guy that should and or that that should be held to a higher standard, just given where he is in his professional career. He's, he's twenty seven now. 28, 27. That's exactly where I'd expect him to take this jump and then continue it throughout his prime. And, and to be clear, DG, quote, prime it's, it's not his public perception. It's the Flyers fans' perception of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still think league wide, like he has a pretty like positive perception. I yeah, I mean, I, you're seeing I, tweets from like Toronto like fan accounts that are pretty legit. That are Toronto's super high. Fan, Toronto's fan base. I mean, those guys are like, yeah, but class. those guys are grabbing at straws. They'll, They're they'll deluded. Take, they'll, <laughs> they'll take fucking they'll Nick. They'll take top ten defenseman Nick Sealer. They'll take Justin Hall of anything. They want to trade us like their late first and like a second and like a shitty prospect for Kinnickney. I'm like, fuck off. Like, get the hell out of here with these fake trades. The trade to make would have been whatever three years ago. TK for Nylander straight up when Nylander had those down years. It, to, to be honest, it's like a wash. Like, yeah. the, to me, they're uh, like the same. Like, oh, no, no, Nylander no, is a better scorer. Yeah, for no, sure, a better Nylander scorer. Nylander is definitely a better playmaker. But, you know, like I said, they're both young. We'll see where their careers take them. Um. All right. Are you boys ready to kick it over to Steven Ellis? What? Or are there any last thoughts? Uh, Kate? I got no any, thoughts. Any thoughts? I'm ready to send it to Stephen Ellis. No I don't know about you guys. All right, boys. Thanks for listening to the draft episode. We're going to send it over to Stephen Ellis now. Stephen, welcome back. Uh, a pleasure to have you on again. I think you are officially the first recurring guest we've ever had on the pod. So congratulations, I guess. Nice, nice. I'm <laughs> honored. I'm honored. Claps all around. <laughs> all of our other recurring guests became hosts. So. 
<laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pay better too than uh, the daily face off. So, oh, okay. Well, I'd yeah. like to see that. <laughs> we, we pay an experience, you know, something you can't get anywhere else. That, 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 <laughs> is, true. that is true. Nice internship. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess to start off, uh, I saw that you, did you go to the world's tournament out, uh, internationally recently? So I was at the under 18 world championship in Switzerland. I didn't go to the the men's world championship. That's a little too long, but the, mm. the, 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 the under 18, that was my first time in Europe. That was a, that was quite the experience. If you've never been to Europe, it is much, much different than here, especially like the cost of everything. I went to McDonald's for just an iced coffee and it was like $12. Oh my <laughs> like what you guys are switzerland's an expensive place and like i'm a big car guy so mm-hmm. going there i was excited to see all the car brands you don't typically see here and it's like yeah. you see like like the world championship they have the skodas in the corner yeah and i was like oh i get to see it at the u18s no they didn't have them in the arena but i saw a million of them driving around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like every car was so tiny there and like no such thing as performance vehicles now they love uh, those hatchbacks those tiny cars you can park <laughs> yeah yeah basically it was just like everyone could park there was a lot of like i i stayed an hour walk away from the arena and i just walked every day because it's just like it was so nice to see everything yeah and it's and like it's walkable yeah everything's like it's meant for people to walk and ride bikes and i could probably memorize the path from my hotel to mm-hmm. the arena just like perfectly i just did it every day but it's like that was food was good if you like, like the cheese and chocolate are pretty popular for a reason in Switzerland. It's, it's the real deal. Uh, <laughs> like my, my suitcase home, I basically, I brought my girlfriend home two Starbucks mugs. And then I bought about 14 chocolate bars just to give to people. <laughs> it's like that, that was pretty much that was left in my suitcase at that point. And the, uh, the, the good chocolate or the cacao chocolate? Cause I actually oh. went to Costa Rica and they're big on cacao down there. So I, I had a guy who used to write about food, um, give me a, like a lowdown of everything I had to get. Ooh. And it was, it was the really good chocolate. It was like, it was, it was not expensive. There was like the, the place called Migros. It was like, I was told that there was two grocery stores, Migros and Coop. And you choose which one, like, it's like basically like a civil war, which one you like more. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, there's like, I actually like figured out which one I liked more, but it was based off which chocolate you can get. And they both had their own gotcha. brand of chocolate. And it was like the Migros ones were more expensive, but or le- sorry, less expensive and much bigger, but not as good. But the really good stuff was like still like a, we're talking like a chocolate bar like this big being like 50 cents. Like <laughs> wow. the only the only cheap so thing in the country. <laughs> only cheap thing. In the that's country. funny. It's like the Wawa versus Sheets battle of Pennsylvania. You ever had Wawa before? So no, <laughs> no. I, I, I was trying to think. I was when I was in Daytona. I know there was a pretty sure uh, there was a Wawa there, but they do go south now. Yeah, they, they do go, go yeah. down south. Have you guys ever been there. to uh, Bucky's? No, no, I keep hearing about that place. Oh, it's it's Bucky the real Barnes. deal. When I was there for the Daytona, like I, I all the people were with, were like let's go to this grocery. There's a gas station. I'm like, why? It's like no. Trust me, I've seen online. It's good. Oh yeah, if you like brisket. That was an experience. <laughs> brisket at gas station. Yeah, the South, South knows how to do it. It was so stupid. No, I did not do that. No. Yeah, they have oh. their own gift shop. Oh, it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like this is probably like the size of like a regular Walmart. Yeah, it's like they're crazy. It's massive. <laughs> it's, they start in Texas, right? So like they they do everything big there. They got a lot of space down there. 
Yeah, like I, I, I didn't actually get gas at the gas station at any point there, but it was like they have like a hundred pumps too. Yeah, yeah, and see, Huge. growing up, you see, the best part was like they uh, down the road was a tank rental place if you wanted to rent your own tank. <laughs> like I, I know like a military Florida. vehicle. Like, like well, yeah, I'm a America. It's like I'm like I'm not used to this. I'm also not used to again from Toronto seeing all the personal injury lawyer signs everywhere you go. I'm like, what is this? And and, and the yeah, and the submit to Christ uh, like oh, billboards yeah. all everywhere. It's like scary. I'm like, am I gonna go to hell? Oh well, see that's the thing. I was I was in like we're Daytona. That's NASCAR country. That's where they. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. There were people protesting like things. The whole oh time. man, it was, it was an experience. That, that's good, man. I mean, a little bit of everything down there, right? I, I love going to the states. Every time I go, I'm happy to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so different. It's so, but it's so cool, and the shopping's great. But yeah, tanks. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you could go out out somewhere in like Minnesota and be like, okay, this feels like you know Northern Ontario. Yeah, like I, I went to Buffalo for the draft combine and like that okay. was it's like I I go to Buffalo like ten times a year, so it's like whatever. Okay. But it's like going down there and it's dead downtown. There's nothing going on on that's, Friday night. I'm like, that's cool. crazy. It's like I lived you in Cal- I lived in Calgary. Get- that was exactly how that was. It was dead quiet after like yeah. five o'clock. It is a weird city, but if you go to certain streets like Chip Street, I'm sure you hear it from the pros. Chip Street's pretty fun. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And then, uh, it was just a lot. Like I, I was probably the only person that decided to drive between Toronto and Buffalo both days. Most people were smart and got a hotel and I'm like, I don't it's really not that here. far. It's like it, 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 five it, minutes, right? Oh, it was from, from where I was, it was an hour and 10 minutes and it's oh, like, okay. and I drive, uh, have a plug-in hybrid. So basically it was like, I used no gas to go there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I was wondering about the worlds versus the uh, world juniors. Like, is there a talent gap there, or are they pretty similar now? So, are we talking the the, the men's like the, world championship? The men's world championship versus the world juniors. Uh, let's just put it this way: the Canadian world junior team that was so good this year would have been stomped probably by most teams in the, the men's tournament. The men's because the okay. men's tournament it's all pros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But but even then, it's like the Canada's team didn't look that good, but it was like. They won the championship, but it was like Adam mm. Fantilli was the only non NHL player on the team. Like it was that's not, true. not yeah. like they were like a low level team. So for mm-hmm. me, I love that tournament. It's 64 games. It's a lot. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like three weeks long. Um, but I actually, I covered a game while I was at a wedding. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember. How'd you manage playing. that? <laughs> no one was paying attention. No. It, was, it, was at a, it was a pretty cool wedding. It was at a, wet, um, a butterfly conservatory. So we had butterflies oh, flying cool. around. Was that Niagara Falls? No, uh, <laughs> uh, Cambridge. That's oh, okay, nice. nothing too exciting, but yeah, like it's <laughs> so the world championship is great. Like, I, I love obviously the world juniors are the world juniors, and that's yeah. always a huge deal if you love hockey. But the world championship for me, it's like watching the storylines of the European teams, like Latvia yeah. going, going to win bronze this year, Germany yeah. winning second. That's really cool. Yeah, cool. Before we get to that, I want to ask, like, wasn't Fantilli in world in the world juniors? Wasn't he kind of like a third line guy? It seemed so, like he came out of his shell on the on the champion or the world men's world. Sorry, I'm getting them confused. So with the junior, he started with on the second line, but he was playing the wing the whole time. He's a centerman, and he he gotcha. like admitted like this is out of my element. And then eventually, it was just like he got pushed down. Like he was playing as good as he wasn't in NCAA, but he was still like one of the youngest guys in the entire team. Mm-hmm. And even if he played well, hockey Canada always has a tendency to play the older guys no matter what. Um, at the world championship, he had a pretty rough first few games and he got kicked out of a game. He figured mm. it out near the end. And I talked to him 
of the weekend. He was just like, yeah, like I, I started to feel comfortable. I started to finally find my pace and do what I was able to do. And it worked out because he was playing Mil- Milan Lucic the whole time. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> but Lucic, Lucic <laughs> to give, give him Lucic full credit, he was awesome. And he yeah. requested to be there. That's another cool thing. Um, but uh, it was like not the most skilled guy to be playing with. It was him and like he and Tyler Toffoli looked really good. Um, Fantillion Toffoli. But um, yeah, Toffoli was like literally he was playing like 14 minutes a night, but he was the most effective player in the ice. It was like they were really spreading those four lines out. But yeah, he like I wouldn't say Fantilli was great at either tournament. But he was almost a point per game overall, if you look at it that way. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's still pretty good for a guy who hasn't been drafted yet. It, there, there's no shot he goes after two, right? The only way is if Anaheim really throws a, a curveball and says, we want Michkov. That's the only okay. way. That's, that's okay. the biggest wild card right now. I wanted to ask about Michkov, too, because on your top 30 list, did you not have him on the top 30? Oh, uh, well, he's. I think he's. I. I think I'm having my second ranked best player, uh, right now. Oh, oh you had. You second, had second. Okay. Uh, I was looking at uh your rankings your... from back in March, and I don't think Mitchkoff oh, was. Uh, oh, he was thirteenth. Yeah, I'm going thirteenth in Montreal. Montreal. Oh, thirteenth. Okay, so that they have my mock draft. Yeah, so that, that's changed. Like, I, I've, I've. I did oh, you've changed your opinion since March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not allowed. Shockingly, I got. I, I was working on my newest draft rankings, and the biggest question is: Am I putting him number two and number three? And I'm I'm leaning towards number two. I think he is the second best player oh, yeah. in the draft. He's number one in most drafts. Just ran, you just ranking wise, gotcha. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like the issue is like for for the that mock draft. It was I don't think he's going to be taken early. Mm-hmm. I based off of conversations I had of the on the weekend, I could see him potentially being fifth or sixth. It seems like okay. and the, the few teams that I believe are About interested. Seventh. Well, Philadelphia, <laughs> I know, is one of the teams that are definitely looking into it. Um, mm. Montreal and Washington and Arizona are the teams I believe are the ones that are most interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, it the kind of the thing is it depends on how the team's looking. If this team's looking at we aren't going to be competitive for the next three years, we can wait, go for it. Team like Anaheim, I don't think it's worth it for them because they got Zegris, they got Drysdale, they got some great defensemen coming up. You're throwing Fantelli, this team might make the playoffs next year. Um, yeah. So it, it, there's a lot of places like Beachcoff, like my, my gut says Washington because they're not going to be willing to rebuild until Ovechkin retires. Mm-hmm. And that timing might work out with the new Russian. In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but the, like I, I talked to, to some scouts who are like, we're not sure he's ever coming over. That's that's yeah. the issue. That's what I was thinking about. They run this situation like the Flyers did with that goalie uh, Fedotov, where he signed with the Flyers, and we all thought we were getting him last summer, and then that mutant. You know, some political restraints to keep him there, and they've I'll, since kept I'll him there. I'll say about him about Fedotov is I watched like obviously that situation sucked. Yeah, I, I I loved watching him at the Olympics. I thought he was great. I'm not sure he's a true long term backup goalie. Um, yeah. but okay. uh, it would have been like it, obviously. <laughs> this it would have been cool. Like th- that's still a guy where just based off of size alone, you'd want to see what he could do, right? Yeah, he's six foot one million. Like, um, <laughs> the guy, the Can guy he... carry the net. Like, like he co- covered the whole net, and he would have been good. But I, obviously, everything there kind of makes yeah. that tough. But he, he has finished that, to my knowledge. So like he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like he's, and, and it sounds like he's going to stay in the KHL. But I don't know if I'd completely rule him out ever coming to the NHL. But m- losing a full year of competitive hockey definitely does not help your development. Yeah. Did you see he was playing for the Navy team 
like with the yeah. Russian Navy team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's going on? Well, see, that's the thing. It's orange like, pads. It, it's like <laughs> the SCA, St. Petersburg, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the, no, uh, uh, CSK, um, Moscow. Like, that's basically like the old Red Army team. Yeah. It's kind of, affiliated. you're basically kind of in the army that way. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. But just, I, if I was an agent, I would not want my players in the cage on right now. While we're talking about uh, goalies, do, do you know anything about Kolosov, uh, the the Flyers prospect? Uh, yeah. So he was someone who a couple of years ago I kind of like. I, I was a bit impressed with him. Uh, I didn't really get to see him kind of the last little bit, but you know, he, mm-hmm. um, you know, not a big goalie. He's six foot, if I can recall correctly. Um, but I really thought what he was able to do, kind of playing you know, as this young guy playing actually quite a bit of starts in the KHL was a pretty good start. I thought he mm. looked good. I know his stats were never great at the world championship with Belarus, but I thought he looked good. Mm. I'm not, again, I don't know if he's a really backup goalie material at this point. I think part of the issue is there's sometimes where size is not a problem for goalies. I'm a little concerned there. He gets beat pretty easily up high. I hear you. Mm. Yeah. From one of those weird different countries. We were talking about it last time. Those like unique countries where like they have team like Belarus, like, are they getting better? They want those teams that can make. They're they're banned from international competition, oh, that's so that true. that that's doesn't true, help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they they play Russia and they just kind of do whatever. But the thing I'll say yeah. about the KHL goalie stats to keep in mind is it is very common for games to end like two nothing or two oh, one. So you'll see goalies with these unbelievable stats. Also, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a report last week that Ottawa signed this guy, um, whose name was like. Ivan shuts door off or whatever like that. And yeah, like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's not, that's not a real guy. Yeah, that's some, somebody <laughs> somebody me. trolled that reporter. Like, no, no. Cause, cause his the team he said he played for had twenty seven wins, and he said the goalie had a thirty and one record. <laughs> that's that's what gave it away. <laughs> not his name. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. I saw that. I was like, that's kind of that's crazy. But, but see, so many people believed it. I saw articles about it, <laughs> and I'm like, it's like guy, guy, he's not real. It's like, see, it's oh funny. Like, the, 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 there are stupider names. Like, I, I was on, on my podcast earlier today talking about some of my favorite hockey player names, and Brock Loser was one of my favorite. He played like NCAA. <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? Um, like, Philip Hockey was a good one. Uh, Paris Dufus, a go- goalie for Arizona. It's just like, uh, oh, uh, Dick Paradise was another goal, another former no. player. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who who's the one uh like it was like spelled like like it was like like minutts or something like that it was like something like that oh uh it was Misak it was oh uh, Misak yeah, yeah. Misak yeah, that's Misak, right yeah. yeah that guy someone big time got tricked by that Craig one. Button yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig Button that, that, that was that was pretty funny uh, that's uh, Craig, Craig's a great guy but I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> oh my gosh but see the thing is is like oh, legitimately every year in the draft you you there is a guy that no one has ever heard of that gets drafted <laughs> so like it's not out, completely out of the realm of possibility it was like when um Vancouver drafted Danila Klimovich a couple years ago out of Belarus and mm-hmm. not a single place on the planet had like ranked him anywhere goes out and scores like a billion goals of the U18s and then gets drafted <laughs> it's like no one in the world saw that one come. Uh, remember Adam Gayon, the goalie um, for Slovakia at the World Juniors this year? The goalie who was like, yeah. came out of nowhere. He wasn't even named to the team like two days before the tournament. Gee, it's, basically, it was an injury. He shows up. He told me that um, at the draft combine that he basically last year, he had no offers, but he wanted to come play in the college. He wanted to play NCAA. So he started 
like making his own demo tapes, cut them up, sent them to teams. The team in the NHL is like, sure, I guess, why not? We need a goalie. Ends up becoming like one of the best goalies, and now he might be a first round prospect out of nowhere. It's like that's crazy. That's fun when you see stories like that. That is fun. How about like like, a guy like Connor Bedard? We've been hearing about him since like 2018. It's like so a guy like this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to go go back real quick to uh, the world's like the men's world's Latvia beating USA. Like what? What happened? Wasn't USA on? Weren't they eight now too? Yeah, well, USA USA had a perfect record until they lost to Germany, and that was a game they were winning multiple times. Uh, Like they scored two goals early, and I texted a guy who was covering the tournament like, "Oh." Can you write your game story? It's over. And then uh, text him after the game. like, I uh, hope you updated your game story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, see, see, the thing about Americans is like, again, like a lot of NHL players, a lot of college players. And part of the issue with the American team was their blue line was very inexperienced. And we all know how good mm. Lane Hudson's going to be. Mm. He got obliterated a few too many times. Like he just got really? beat by plays by guys playing the German league or the guys playing in line. Yeah. Like guys, yeah, should be able to beat. And he was getting beat. Now that's a bit of an experience. But the thing about Latvia is that is that same core group rarely changes. If you look at this mm-hmm. team compared to five years ago, the rosters are very close. And that's what mm-hmm. Latvia does. They stay together. A lot of these guys play in the same KHL team. So some of these guys have literally never been apart from each other. Then you throw in a good young goalie. Um, who in a lot of cases didn't have to face that many difficult shots because the defense was so good, they were able to shut things down. Lafayette's work ethic was just better than anybody else. And yeah, I think and they have some, a good goalie too. Yeah, that's something that gets overlooked is the fact that that team doesn't change from year to year. And that, mm-hmm. well, Canada and USA are completely brand new teams. And then you have coaches who are still like, even though they've been together for two weeks, that's not a long time when you got guys who've been coaching 10 years the same group. So yeah, how course. do you adjust? How do you how, like how do you improvise? And for the Americans, they were steamrolling. They didn't need to improvise. They didn't mm-hmm. need to spend games like changing who was on what line. The thing that and was made cool, that home crown. Yeah. And the crowd was nuts. And I think that definitely took the Americans out of it. Americans didn't get the goaltending they necessarily needed that whole tournament. Um Casey DeSmith was fine. The big thing though was like their top two players were probably TJ Tynan and Rocco Grimaldi. Like mm-hmm. two guys that only played in the AHL this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cutter Goche, awesome. Cutter Goche is the real deal. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna we're waiting to for you to mention him. Yeah, I, I, I was, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, like he was just the guy was great in the power play, good in all situations. I think that he's going to be because I, I don't believe they officially announced what he's doing for next season, but I would. Uh, no, he's going back. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's college. The, yeah. That's the right yeah. call. He should be going yeah. back to college. Um, I agree. But he could play wing. He could play center. He just does everything yeah. right, and it's easy to get lost in the U.S. national development team program, but. When he was there, it was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be something. Sheesh, if you if you cool. uh had to redraft that draft, would he go higher than five? Good question, Z. Mm, no, I still think that, like, I, right now, if you put it this way, I thought Lane Hudson was a top ten pick, and he went sixty second. So I'm glad that he still looked really good this year. <laughs> I don't have a super hot take on that for this year's draft, though. Um, but uh, I'd say, you know, I still think Shane Wright's going to be the best player. I'm still fully on board there. Um, yeah. So it we, was Wright, Cooley, Nemich, Slavkovsky in front of him. Yeah. And Slavkovsky I was not my number one pick. Um, I would say he was my number three behind um, uh, Cooley. But part of that, Cooley filled a third. I think that was because New Jersey did not expect that to come mm-hmm. to them. Uh, and they weren't really prepared. But Logan Cooley only really seemed to talk to um, Arizona, too. Um, but anyways, the um, 
Yeah, no, I still think fifth is still the good spot to be. Um, we'll take him. But put it, put it, sorry, one guy played in the NHL for the whole season, other than the injury. Uh, one guy was one of the best players in college. One was a star in the AHL. Uh, Shane Wright bounced around a bit, but I still think he's got the highest ceiling of all of them. Yeah. So I'd say Ooh. fifth still good. Going uh, going off that a little bit, if you were to place Cutter in this year's draft, where do you think he would fall? Because I feel like that would give a, people a good idea about how deep this draft is. So I don't want to say this draft's super deep. It's deep at the the high end, like the, mm-hmm. the high end talent's really good, but it does fall off a cliff. And part of that is there's like mm-hmm. no good QMJHL players. There's no star goalie, and the defense are a bit weak. Uh, I would say, yeah, you look at the top three right now. If for top three best players, not going actually, if, if we go mock draft, sure, we'll do mock draft. Take Mitchkoff out of the equation there. I'd say uh, you go Bedard, you go Fantelli, Leo Carlson, Will Smith. I would argue Ryan Leonard. And then maybe go Cutter Goche. Um, I'm honestly surprised by that answer. I I think part of it also we do have an extra year of of Goche to look at here. Yeah. Uh, I guess if if we were probably looking at it based off his play last year, I'd say Zach Benson goes ahead of him. I'd say maybe eighth or ninth. Um. So that was a good a good pickup for the Flyers this this year. Again, it does fall off at a certain point. That's why no one's willing to call this draft elite, at least mm-hmm. for draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does it drop off in your opinion? Uh, maybe after 12. Um, it really depends. Like talking to like David Reinbacher is the top defenseman in my opinion. Yet some teams are thinking Axel Sandin Pelica. And then you got others that think Tom Wheelander is the best defenseman. Now the thing with Tom Wheelander and a key here of defenseman is you'll see a lot of guys getting drafted this year. Um, blue liners who forget to play defense and Tom Wheelander, a, a very fun player to watch. Sometimes it's just nowhere to be found in his own zone. Um, I'd say, yeah, I think around 12, it starts to fall off a little bit. And then mm. I, I don't like to do tiers because in reality, sometimes it's like 12 to 25 is barely different. The thing, it's like these guys are still all quality players. Um, yeah. But the, you're, you're going to get guys who are going to be like just third liners in the first round. And that's okay sometimes because that guy might be a, a specialist third liner. Did you um at the at the combine? Did you have any interesting uh, interviews with any of these guys? Uh, the one, the David Reinbacher, he said that uh, he compared Thomas Fanick to um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> just, just, he's, he said he's bigger than Schwarzenegger in Austria. It's like, well, they call Schwarzenegger the the Austrian death machine. So um, <laughs> uh, there's that. Um, what else? Uh, you know, Bedard is. I will be very on the record and say uh, uh, Connor Bedard, great player. Very boring interview. Um, this guy never really? does anything remotely interesting ever. Jack Hughes was a complete opposite. Jack Hughes was a lot of fun. He was the one that, to me, was the gold standard. And Shane Wright is one of the nicest guys I feel like I've ever talked to. Truly one of the most like downer hockey players. Uh, super caring guy about everybody. And we, I was at his draft party afterwards. Um, Upper Deck was sponsoring it in, in Montreal last nice. year and had a bunch of like pictures of him wearing a Habs jersey on it. Oh, tough. oh man. Ooh, I, saw, I saw those in the back room. I'm like, ooh, oh, I should take I... one of those. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, oh, uh, I'd say um, the Gayon saying he cut his own clips were pretty cool. Um, you got, uh, I actually got stuck in an elevator with Brady Yeager um, briefly. Um, so that was, that was fun. He's, like... he's, he, he's a top prospect. Um, he's like, oh shit, I got to ans- answer questions now. <laughs> well, he he was asking me questions. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's like no, cool. no, he he seems really cool. He had a good personality. I think you know this year's draft is lacking a, a lot of high end personalities. 
Um, but you know, I think a, the, the way these players talk, they're so much smarter than they used to be. Adam Fantilli could probably run a hockey team right now. Uh, Cole, <laughs> Cole Perfetti, I, I, the first time I interviewed him, which was probably for whatever his draft was, I came to the conclusion right there that he was going to be an NHL GM one day. Um, just the guys, like the players are just so much smarter these days. Um, so much more information else? available. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's it's interesting to see how they view the game, like how much yeah. research they're doing on other players. Gavin Brindley, uh, University of Michigan player, that guy just seems to know everything about everything. Um, so it just it just feels like the players are a lot smarter, but the, the fun personalities were just struggling. I did do a question here. Um, so let's see if I can bring up my answers. Um, where I asked the players if they had a million dollars, what they would spend it on, and I actually cut some like. Guys, you guys need to have more fun with your answers. I, like, Carson Bjarnason, uh, open a four hundred one k. Like, I saw this. Let, me, let me see. Uh, he, oh, it was it was so weird what he said. Uh, okay, I'm bringing up the list here. So, Carrie Ter- Carrie Terrence from Erie says a boat. Take my family on it. Go fishing. Okay. Uh, Nico Mayatovic, uh, digital golf machine. Okay. Uh, golf simulator. Those, Those are cool. Expensive. Carson Bjarnason. Carson Bjarnason. I used car. <laughs> you get a million dollars to buy a used car. Uh, a bunch so of people, get point A and B. A, a used but, Ferrari. Well, that's the thing. It was it was the Europeans that like you could tell which ones were Western based players and which yeah, ones yeah, were yeah. Europeans because the Europeans I got BMW, Lamborghini, Ferrari, <laughs> th- Cor- Corvette, and then uh, who was it? Um, Corvettes were like seventy grand. <laughs> yeah, a million dollars. Hayden Price said he would buy his family dinner and then buy a decked out truck. Okay. Right. okay fine <laughs> and then and then jacob stancil check player he's like i got my driver's license just a few days ago i like bmws okay cool it's like <laughs> i wasn't thinking like give us like i want like i don't know what's the most expensive just i want a bugatti i just do something like kind of ridiculous yeah. like that not i'm gonna buy my family dinner a lot of people said fishing boats and that's the thing is like I, I from the years i asked um couple years ago when i first started going to these things like what do you guys like to do in your free time golf everyone's at golf like come on guys say, say <laughs> something more interesting but now a lot of it is fishing and a lot of it is roller hockey there was a oh. lot of roller hockey players this year like when you hear like connor bedard and andrew crystal and and matt wood playing on the same line all getting like 10 points each and losing that's crazy it's like <laughs> that's crazy who are you guys playing against? <laughs> it's a I, different I just, game just I, hockey guys I, all year round. I never, never played, want to stop. I never played any high level hockey, but I played a ball hockey tournament where we won our first game. My team was called the Zimbabwe Pancakes. We were feeling really good about ourselves. <laughs> our second game, we played against Connor McDavid, Spencer Martin. And it's yeah. like, okay, what the, we, there was a 10 goal mercy rule and we lost in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was the goalie. It sucked. <laughs> Dude, That's it's crazy. We had a local league in Summers Point and like the All Star League, we would play these teams from like, the middle of nowhere in New Jersey and they were just killing us. Yeah. Like who the hell are like, what, is, like, what do these guys do? They just play street hockey their whole life. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I remember, I remember interviewing a guy who played at the PEP showcase in Toronto. So whatever random showcase and they played, um, no TEP showcase. And it was like guys trying to go into like the OJHL and, and OJHL, things like that. And Jamaica went out there and won this tournament tournament and people are like who, who who's on Jamaica like where did these guys come from and it's like OHL guys and like guys who were like a couple of the players were drafted to the NHL it was like oh that's great it's like oh. it, it was guys who were like loosely connected to Jamaica not like they grew up playing in Jamaica yeah there was there was I one where I interviewed uh, or I was at a game where my only ECHL game I went to involves an ECHL team and Team India Brampton Beast versus Team India and mm-hmm. Team India 
half the team had never played a game of hockey before and they were going up against a professional hockey team. <laughs> it was five, nothing in the first minute. <laughs> so it, it was, it was quite an experience. Oh my God. I, I'm also probably one of the very few people who watched Saudi Arabia play a game online once. Um, <laughs> I saw you tweet about game. some like crazy teams. <laughs> oh, I, Oh, it's like the, cause like international hockey is like my thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah. there was one tournament that I, I spent, Oh, way too much time on. And I was literally on vacation and I'm watching like Brazil versus Colombia. And <laughs> the stream is a guy on his phone going like, like, oh like what God. are you doing? And uh, it was just like, I don't. Are those games like That's competitive? Awesome, uh, depends on what you call competitive. Okay. Uh, some of the times it's are the they only fun time to watch. Play. No. Um, okay. <laughs> my, favorite was, my favorite was Chile. They played, uh, the Chilean team played, and they lost like 19 nothing in the first game, 26 nothing in the next game, and they won their third game like 17 nothing. Dude, they beat. Uh, I, I don't remember. It's like, it's like Port, uh, hold on. Or, or, or the one time at a Leafs playoff game, and I was inside the arena and I was watching uh, Chile play, uh, you know, Haiti versus uh, Algeria, I think it was. It was in Montreal, mm. and, and Haiti had uh, uh, George LaRock on it. It was like, oh, nice. <laughs> like they had an actual <laughs> like like, former. That's crazy. Of, you're at a Leafs game watching Haiti and uh, I think it was Algeria. Play? Yeah, Algeria yeah. play. Yeah, it was. It was even a, have a good enough internet connection there. <laughs> well, with the media Wi-Fi. Was oh really yeah, low. true. You got the media Wi-Fi. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> actually, they shut the media Wi-Fi off, so I had to use my like data Your plan the whole are, season. Yeah. <laughs> so which Canadian phone plans suck. Uh, the, you know, it was only late, like 30 gigabytes is like 70 bucks a month. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll tell you what, American data things are not that great either. I don't think I've went to one Flyers game where my phone actually like works well in the stadium. It's <laughs> well, that's, gone that's, awful. that's, that's just sports congestion. Yeah. 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 You it's can, like, I still pay like 30 bucks for unlimited data. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't, we don't have unlimited data here. That's so crazy. But we also have like three phone companies too. So there's that. Yeah, do you think um in the last 20 years germany has had like the biggest come up of talent or or who would be your team in the last 20 years that's really yeah uh have Germ- the most that's the thing it's like it's we see like we saw switzerland having all these runs where they were beating teams Swiss, like canada yeah. at the olympics mm-hmm. and things like that and i think they're starting to actually like develop proper talent they're at a point right now where i don't know if they're gonna be able to do that for a bit like i think they've hit their peak of star talent they don't have anyone like coming up in the the ranks um so they're definitely up there. Um, there was a one point where it was looking like Hong Kong was actually really moving. They were moving up. Really? Like, they, they like division three into division two, but they were, yeah, certain they, divisions. They, it's like Asian hockey in general has grown quite a bit, but I'd say in terms of the top level, like Germany is not getting embarrassed anymore. And they're mm-hmm. like them coming second place was an impressive thing on their own. So I'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a fair one. Fair. Yeah. I, I saw... can't think of anyone else. I saw Poland moved up too, and my my grandfather was born there, so I okay. was rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, Poland going there is pretty big deal because uh, they've never. It's it's extremely rare for them to actually get up there. Um, yeah, like I can't remember last time they did it was like the nineties or something. But uh, there's a lot of proud Polish hockey fans, and I believe their goalie is. If I had to, I think his name is John Murray. Which if <laughs> I know that, that doesn't sound Polish. <laughs> uh let me see. I believe this is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, so it's John Murray. So he was a former LA Kings prospect. Um oh, so he went through wow. the USHL, OHL, and then he got played a couple games in the AHL, but he um 
he's played everywhere: Kazakhstan, Slovenia, the the Central Hockey League for the Rio Grande Valley Killer Bees. Nice. Team. Uh, but yeah, no, he's he's the Polish goalie now. Um, so mm. um, good for him. It was like when uh, Jeremy Smith was the goalie for China at the Olympics. It's like, yeah, that's totally. You... I totally forgot China the team. Yeah, the guy from <laughs> what was it? Was it pretty sure he was from like Michigan? I'm like, yeah, that's very. Yeah, you're you're definitely from there for sure. <laughs> very Chinese. So that was a weird time. Um, how uh, much stock or, or sorry, you can go, DG. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. To... Speaking of uh, Kings prospects, uh. Obviously, Ivan Provorov got traded recently, and one of the guys Flyers got back, Helge Grands, uh, who was drafted by L.A. a few years back, I think 35th overall, something like that. Uh, obviously, a lot of Flyers fans don't know too much about him, but as a defensive prospect, how would you rank this guy? Uh, this is the guy that, you know, I think the good thing for him is, you know, he's 21, but he's been playing pro hockey since, like, 2019. That's a lot of pro hockey for a young guy. So he's definitely good there. I think, you know, not a ton of offensive um, attributes there. And, you know, he doesn't get a lot of penalty minutes for a guy who's 6'3", 205 pounds. Um, but he, he's a good shutdown guy. That's kind of where I'd say, you know, he he can he can move the puck and he's got these offensive flashes. We're like, oh, that was kind of cool. But, you know, he's got a, he's a good skater for his size. I just think, you know, he's kind of like your – he might be a third-pairing defenseman, but he'd be good at it. Um, so like he, he's one of the better defensive prospects you could have got in a trade like that, but I'm not expecting like him to be a star by any means. Um, but he, he could kill, he could throw hits. He plays, he doesn't really cross the line ever. Uh, and he's got a good stick and pretty, pretty big. So, um, I was interested need, to see him involved. You need those big defensemen. I mean, look at Vegas. Yeah. Just yeah. A bunch of, a bunch of mutants back there. Exactly. That's, that's kind of how I'd <clears throat> compare him to, uh, he just needs a big beard. He could be Racco Gudis. What about what about uh Shojay alum Sean Walker? Huh, yeah. Sean Walker. <laughs> he was part of that trade, wasn't he? Uh, I played against him. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, which... oh, yeah. That was my year when I was in Coburg. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was there around that time then. Um, yeah, he, I think he was Newmarket. He was uh yeah, Newmarket here, yeah. Okay. So I I, I love that rink. That was a sick rink. It's too bad they don't have a team anymore. Yeah, what uh, happened there? But anyway, we don't have to go into that. But. Which team that became? Uh, I, can't, I haven't been fully paying attention the last couple of years. Um, but uh, you know, he's you know a guy that's he kind of played more of a limited role. He's another depth defenseman, um, but he, yeah. he's willing to play physical, block shots. Um, he's so a good. Is gonna love him. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he he's a guy that gives it all for his teammates. And that's good. And he's that's, cheap. that's, you need a guy like that. And yeah, he's not expensive. Um, I thought he actually looked pretty good at the world championship a couple years ago. Mm. He was kind of just the guy that kind of did everything on the blue line except put up points. But, um, you know, he's, you know, he's not actually a really, like I noticed in transition, that guy could skate pretty well. Very nice. Do you think, uh, the Flyers at the 22nd pick for that trade, do you think they could sneak a good defenseman? I know you were saying, you know, there are a few guys, you know, Twenty second pick. Uh, they could probably get um, the one that'd be interesting to see if they can get is Oliver Bonk, the son of Radic Bonk. Mm. Um, oh, London, uh, London Knights player played a ton of minutes this year. Uh, really good ozone play. I'd say like you know when you watch a lot of the eyes on were on um, um, Logan Mayu in in the Montreal prospect in London, but I'd say like Bonk was the better all around defenseman. Um, mm. I've I've dropped him a bit in my rankings that I'm working on. I think I'm putting him more closer to late late of the first round, but that's not his fault. It's just I, there's guys mm-hmm. I like more. Um, another one would be uh, Mikhail uh, Guliev um, out of uh, the MHL in Russia, the the 
junior league there. Um, just the guy is so confident. He just, he was able to control. Uh, I look like a man among kids in the Russian junior league. Um, the issue, obviously, just with Russian players, there's just a bit more risk of everything going mm-hmm. on, and it was yeah, hard for everybody to get good enough reads. Um, but I think you know he's he brings value as like a puck moving transitional defender guy. So those are the two I'd be looking at if if the Flyers are looking for a defenseman. Very I guess cool. uh, I guess outside defenseman, is there anybody else around 22? Because I feel like you know it's it's tougher to gauge what it's going to look like at that point in the draft. Obviously, the top tens kind of you can kind of you know, figure that out. But as you move back. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys I'm looking at are Quinton Musty, um, Sudbury. That guy is just a tank. Another good um, name. Yeah. Good name. <laughs> uh, first overall pick in the Ocho draft a couple years ago. Um, and he's a, a good top six winger. I think uh, good top speed, uh, great release. So if you like guys like that, that's good. Uh, Cal Ritchie. Six. Yeah. Cal Ritchie was a guy that probably could have gone first overall uh, in that same OHL draft. Um, former Oakville uh, Ranger kid. Um, he was a point per game guy in the OHL, um, which felt like a disappointment. But because he really developed his defensive game this year, he kind of went from being a points guy to points and also can do everything else. But he didn't Sounds really like explode a... offensively. Um, so Scott that's Walton, uh, uh, same city. So <laughs> from Oakville, uh, that's where I am now. Um, he uh, he does decimated... blue collar at Oakville. Yes, yes. That's not what anyone would use to say that. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, you, you, you saw the cars at 16 mile. There's no. Um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. He, uh, but yeah, he decimated the Helenka Gretzky. Um, was just so good. And every time he's played internationally, he's been good. So he's a dependable two way center that will, that could score. Um, and that's sounds like a flyer. But it, you know what? Like you say, Scott Lawton. I'm like, that's actually not that crazy of a comparison. Yeah, I mean, if See, the rumors I know are my true. Prospects. And- yeah, if the rumors are true and Scott Lawton's getting uh, – the Flyers are getting trades for Scott Lawton, it could be a good replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess run. kind of the long run thing. But, yeah, like I, I, I like him. I, I like Richie a lot. And he was it, – It's all he about was the, the driving run for us. Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago when it was the, the Oakville Rangers were like the top under-16 team in Canada. and But they, they lost the year during COVID. But he was the driving force of that group, and they were ready for a big year. And that, that lost year, you could tell it hurt him because he was kind of struggling to get up the pace um, last year. But I, I'm at a point right now where I like where he is, and I think Flyers fans would too. When we talked last, when you were last on, uh, the whole Provorov, like not taking the warm-up during Pride Night thing had just happened, and sort of the trade rumors around him started dying down. Um, but obviously he just got traded last week, two weeks ago. What do you? Uh, how do you rate the trade? What do you think? I think kind of everyone kind of wins in that deal yeah. in a way um, for like, you know, Columbus, Columbus wants to win. Yeah. And they're making some big moves there. Whether Toronto or not it like, doesn't have a lot of time left. No, it's like when you're looking at it, it's like they, he, he the blue jackets had to do something. Mm-hmm. And they also probably promised a much better result for Gujo. Like the thing is like last year, they weren't as bad of a team as the stats will show. It's like, they were injured. at one point had like 14 guys injured. Like, yeah. They at a single time, it. it was, and their goaltending was terrible, and they were all hurt. It got to the point where, like, Manny Legacy was their goalie coach. They probably should just asked him to unretire. <laughs> they had seven goalies last year. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, Flyers so, did that one time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe have like eight or something or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. La did it too. It was just like I love when teams do that. It never works out. Um, not surprisingly, <laughs> but um, with with them, I think you know that that makes them a better team. And yeah. when it comes to Philadelphia, it's like they're selling off assets. Now it'll be interesting to see what they do with Carter Hart. Um, no shortage of teams that would uh, that'd be wanting him. But 
you know, at the same time, Philadelphia does want to win at some point, right? Yeah. And they're going to need that goalie. And they've yeah. got it. That's why it's hard to trade them, I think, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah I, unless, I would agree unless, with you there. I'm super hesitant towards that. It's interesting, but yeah, it's a, it would you, have to be insane. You you look at kind of how the, the team's goaltending like history has looked. It's like I you know, finally got the guy you hold. They yeah, once, away, once we got him, the rest that we didn't have anything else. Like we had offense and defense before, but no goaltending. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now we have the goalie and no offense and defense. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but I think for a team that's perpetually for... looking for goalies to finally find one and be like, ah, let's get rid of him three years into his <laughs> NHL career. You know, I'll say this. <laughs> okay. I, I hope that Breer could turn this team around. I saw him a lot at the under 18s. Actually, saw him in a lot of bathrooms. Um, I don't know if says I need to use the bathroom a lot, but, um, uh, but it's like, you know, this is a guy that before they made the announcement, I think it was very clear, like early on that he was going to be their guy because yeah. he was very involved in the, the, the prospect conversation. Mm-hmm. He, I, he's on uh, definitely flyers are going to be active at the draft. It'd be interesting to see if they end up moving hard there at the, at the, at the draft. But <clears throat> the thing about trading in the off season is just, you rarely ever get the value. And yeah, this year's draft is the one you would get that value, but it's like the Flyers don't have a goalie that can come in and be that replacement. So they have to find something else. My question there is, could they go out and try and make a trade for a guy like Jeremy Swayman? Could they go out there and try to get Daniel Vladar? Well, the interesting answers? thing I don't was know. getting Cal Peterson from the Kings. At I, I have no faith in it. I, no, no, neither do I, no, but no. It, was, it was just <laughs> zero. It was interesting to take on that a five million dollar goalie right after all the rumors right after, yeah it's yeah. it's a part it's a guy that like watching i was hoping that maybe the world championship would be his chance of like maybe shining and he actually just like just sucked <laughs> he wasn't very good <laughs> yeah was just, Poor guy. <laughs> his first his first pre-tournament game uh he or the only pre-tournament game he played they were winning three nothing and he's like single-handedly nearly blew the game to germany What's he have yeah, left? Well, maybe uh... two years. Two years left. Five million per year. I mean, obviously, we're not going to be competing in two years. So uh, it's not really the uh, biggest yeah, no, deal. Yeah, he has but... two years left. He has two years of five million. And then so... Walker has the one with one year left, like just shy of three million cap yeah. value. I think. Here's the thing with Peterson. He needed a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw with LA that they weren't kind of goalies at all last year, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. <sighs> He should be the backup next year. Give him a chance, but know that, you know, he's nearly 30. He's got a $5 million cap hit, and he hasn't played anywhere near that, um, which might actually be okay. Like, you know, it was kind of like when Chicago put Anton Kuobdin later in the season. It's like, oh, we really need to lose. Go be yeah. terrible. And it worked out perfectly. It's like the Flyers. And next year is still worth tanking for. Uh, yeah. It's a big drop-off from top-end talent, but it's still worth tanking next year. I don't think we have a choice. I think that's just what's no, going to happen. I, 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 think, I don't think they need to try to take it. So no. I think that's pretty clear. It's probably like, you know, they're going to trade Kevin Hayes. Let's just get that free cap space and just see what you do there. But Exactly. I, they have so many young guys where I feel like, you know, just be bad, let them develop a little bit more and see where we're at in a year the thing, or two. Yeah, it's, the thing that sucks so is if they're being that. bad, you have Carter Hart and that just like getting pummeled every night, which crushes the confidence. <laughs> It's just kind of like John Gibson. He wants out, and it's like, yeah. you know, look at his numbers. He fa- John Gibson was incredible in fantasy hockey last year because he faced so many shots. <laughs> but he also played for the Anaheim Ducks. Didn't yeah, he, he he wants out for sure. 
Well, that's the rumor again that that's they rumor. they want him out. It's like I wouldn't blame him. Um, but yeah, of course. You know, the Ducks are the Ducks are on the up and up. Yeah, and that, I that think is that a little weird. Hellebuck wants out too. It's interesting. Hellebuck, yeah. The, the Jets well, are just a, Jets are a mess, dude. <laughs> They're a mess. worse than the Flyers. Yeah, it's like at least you're not hearing like every player requesting out in yeah. Philadelphia. It's like, like oh, and Tippett wants to be there. Guys like that. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Lawton wants Gibson's, to be here. Gibson's 29, so it's not crazy for him to like not want to sit through. Yeah, of course. Like four more, whatever. How many years it's going to take them to develop? It's it's thinking it's, you know, it's funny because in a lot of cases, you know, you could say about like some NHL guys got 15 year careers, but. In those 15 years, how many years are you on a very competitive team? And it's like, mm-hmm. you think about that, you could spend so much of your career and never really be in contention. So when you say 29, he's not that old, but it's like in NHL years, like he has wasted a lot of time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. not going to get easier. Uh, unless you're Sergei Bobrovsky and you find like a miracle drug or something when you're 34, mm-hmm. look like your career is over. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like to think about it, it's like, yeah, that's, that's the reality. Gibson's career is nearing the end of competitive competitiveness. So he's got to figure something out. It's the other way too. Like Drew said, his his first year, like full year, they went to the cup, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna do this every year. Like we're gonna go deep in the playoffs every year. This is great. <laughs> like no, don't even sniff it again." Yeah, it's 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 crazy how that can happen. It's like Matt Murray wins two Stanley Cups in a row. He and might not even the, he might not even play next year. Like that's yeah, the thing. It's, it's just like mm. everything just falls apart like that. Do you still have a uh, Dvorsky at seven for the Flyers? You still uh, thinking uh, about that? Dvorsky, I moved down and then I moved to ninth right now. Moved to ninth. Yes. Uh, he had a really, just really good end of the season. That really helped. <laughs> right now, my seventh is Zach Benson. Yeah, um, that'd be nice. He's a hot name. That'd be, right that'd be nice. He, like, he dealt with an injury at the end of the year, which didn't help, but you know, almost 100 points, like the best scorer behind Bedard in the WHL for draft prospects. Um, not a super strong guy, um, but you know, he's. If he falls to seventh, I'm gonna go for it. Ryan Leonard's another guy. Like Ryan Leonard, absolutely ridiculous end of the season at the U18s, uh, capped off by scoring that championship winner. He's just like if anybody in this draft class outside of maybe Bedard. If I want someone who I think can score in a tie game, I need them to do it. It's always to me Leonard's just the name that steps out. Like he's just very interesting. Yeah, he is just good speed, skill, physicality. Uh, teammates love him. Uh, whenever I talk to guys in that top line, they're always saying like, look at Lenny. He's great. Um, he's the type of player every team wants and, and can get a lot of value out of. He's not going to be your play driver, but he's like, if he's your second best player, you're in a good spot. Yeah. I think Breer said that they're not like targeting any specific like uh position or anything. They're just going to take the best player available. So just, you got to do it. They're going to take whoever falls to them. Yeah. That's how you have to do it. Do you think Leonard will be there at seven? Do you think there's a chance that somebody, you know, around five or six would snag him? I feel like it's a pretty decent possibility. I have him at number six, but the difference between him, Benson, Dvorsky, Oliver Moore is pretty close. Oliver Moore is another one where I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to Philly. Like he, I I think I'm 11th. I think he'll go higher than that now. Uh, that guy is, when I asked a scout to compare him to a player, he's like Max Verstappen in the Formula One driver. It's like, oh, that's not a hockey player. But because he's so quick, he might be one of the fastest skaters I've ever seen at this level. And so he compared him to an F1 car. Yeah, compared to compared to an F1 car. It's like he says he watches Dylan Larkin, and it, you could tell. Like this guy is just that's good. I, so I much want a speed there. guy. Flyers don't have a speed guy. 
speedy guy, but he had to have someone who could also keep up. Yeah. Um, that was part of the issue. He would outskate his own guys from time to time. <laughs> he would outskate them. Um, <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's very defensively reliable, good two-way player, and I feel like there's untapped potential. He had like 73 points this year, so he was not one of the guys that hit 100 points, but he was like 30 points over anybody else. Like he was still just that much better than everybody else. And when I talked to their coach, Dan Muse on the U.S. development team, he'd be like, yeah, top line's great. Also, Oliver Moore, incredible. And he always would make mm-hmm. sure to bring up Oliver Moore no matter what. It's like, that. that there's a reason why. There's a Scouts love him. So I could see him. It's just the, the, the gap between him and Tavorsky and, and Benson and Leonard is just so close. Yeah, I think there's going to be some I like surprises. That. There's been like surprises every draft the past few I'd say years. I'd say if the Flyers use their first pick on a defenseman, that's when I'd be disappointed. Oh, so would I. Yeah. Ryan Bakker is <laughs> a good defenseman. He might be like, like I, I wrote about him today, crushed. Being comparison to, to like, you got to go for the best player possible. Next year is the year you draft defenseman, not this year. And right, Ryan, Ryan Bakker is a good defenseman. And Axel Sandin Pelic is a good defenseman. I don't think they're guys that you want to be taking that early. Yeah. Mm. Get one at 22 or like trade the 22, trade up a little bit to like 15 or something. The 22nd pick, you can get a pretty, pretty quality defenseman. Yeah. How much uh, stock is put into like players at their uh, combine? Not much. Like, it, like, well, do pe- yeah, people the, don't fall or, or rise because of it, really? No, like the they they a lot of that is just for data purposes. Um, but like the things mm-hmm. that really matter are the interviews there, how they interview mm-hmm. teams, and you know, uh, there's stories where I can't remember which player, but a guy who was, um, Actually, I do know the player. I don't know if I could say the name, but a guy who was on Canada's World Championship team, uh, there was a report that he was like the dumbest player a team had ever interviewed. Like, it turned out to be a pretty good player. <laughs> You're talking about this year? Or, yeah, this year. This year's uh, the guy I mentioned uh, to you before we started the show. Um, uh, so anyways, uh, it's a, things like that where your players are like that are really like some will come off as being just total like airheads and others will be like, this guy's really smart. This guy might be a future captain material. Those are things that matter a lot. So when you hear questions about like, if a player, like what type of animal they'd be, there's a reason teams ask stupid sounding questions like that. And a lot of it's to understand the mindset of players. And that's where they get that information. Um, so there, there's value mm. in that, but it's like, they're not gonna be like, oh, this guy only did like three pull-ups and this guy did eight. Well, we're picking that guy because he could do more pull-ups. Yeah. It's like the next year that could be totally flipped around. It's just, you're, you're looking for a lot of things, but what the teams are most looking for are those interviews and getting to talk to the players. There are yeah. a, lot of, a lot of mind games. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's kind of things like that. And uh, Kachuk is out of the game, by the way, today. Okay, Ooh. so I guess we're seeing the cup tonight. <laughs> what? Oh, no. So that Man, is I wanted, interesting. I he had to, he has to be so really banged up. The guy, like, he finished the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's crazy. So it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, man, that's... I don't know about you guys. This has not been my favorite Stanley Cup final by any means. No, last year, I was, it, yeah. last year I was watch. at it. Last year I was at it. This year I'm not. And I'm like, uh, you know what? It's kind of nice. When the game's over, I could just go do whatever I want. Go swimming, go do whatever. <laughs> I thought Florida would put up a pretty decent fight, but I feel like, I mean, Dude, Vegas that... has dominated every game, honestly. it's like I think the schedule really killed close. them. The 10-day ga- 10 yeah, Having those off, 10 yeah. days off. Yeah. Like, I'm common like that. I'm not a – I was never a high-level hockey player, so I only ever played one game a week. So I could never say – what it was like, but it's like for those guys to go from playing just like need to win every night, night to then you just sit out you, the mindset, you just kind of lose it. Mm-hmm. You lose that intensity. And, but full full credit, Hayden Hill's playing out of his mind right now, like Crazy. that good mm-hmm. of a uh, goaltending performance right now. So, hey, Philadelphia needs a goalie next year. There you go. It's, uh, yeah, they're probably locking him up. 
Dude, yeah, and they traded for Jonathan like Quick at the deadline. And how many games did he play? He was like, good off the start and then just experience. played a couple. Yeah, like kind of is he, just, he, he is back up right now. Yeah, he okay, is. So his name will be on the cup. That's fun for him. Good for him. But it's like Logan Thompson was like their main guy. And, like, and he, he got injured, right? Yeah. No one Patrick so, won't be on wait, the Wait, he won't be on the cup. Oh, because you have to play 41 games, right? Uh, I know for for goalies it's a bit different in the, in the cup. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I say yeah. I believe there are still ways of getting those players on under certain circumstances. I think they can do like an exception, like yes, an exception it, in the NHL. Yeah, and like they'll get rings and everything yeah. if they they pull it off. So that's fun. Who do you uh? Who would you pick for Consmith if the uh, series ended tonight? I think like, there's I, an I, obvious choice. Well, maybe two. Two obvious choices. There's a few for me. Obvious. Well, that's yeah. That's like uh, for me. I think of the guy who's the most important player to their team. And you look where Vegas was before Ian Hill showed up. Yeah, and I think you gotta go with the goalie. uh, Even though like you don't typically give it to a guy that only played like two and a half series, but it was him going out there and saving Vegas when their other goalie got hurt Mm -hmm. and being unstoppable ever since. I don't think you go wrong there. I would choose him, and then I could see the the argument for Eichel. Oh, Eichel, for, Eichel, yeah. Like, if Eichel goes out and scores a couple goals tonight, I think it changes everything, I mean, but yeah. I don't think he's going to win it, but I mentioned on our last episode, I think Jonathan Marshall has had a great series, and he's an underdog for that, but I don't yep. think he'll win it. And another one is, you know, Revenge the incredible series. trade deadline pickup of Ivan Barbashev. It's like, oh, yeah. like, they better find a way to keep him next year. Um, he he was not good in St. Louis this year. He goes here and he shows why he got sixty points last year. To me, that is about as valuable as it gets. He doesn't have to be the top scoring guy, but he's been very valuable to this team. He's given them extra scoring, physicality. It's I would beast. not like watching him go out there and just lay out Radko Gudis. It's like yeah, oh. okay, okay. Rad Radko came in too low. Radko should know better than that. He was playing hurt to begin with, which probably yeah. didn't help either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, I, I'd say I like. They're all all good options. Uh, I'm happy I'm not picking them. What's um, you know, I guess I guess we can wrap up here because you got to get out of here, cover the game. Um, what's uh your next uh big venture that you got? Anything exciting? Well, I'll be at the uh, the draft in Nashville, so that'd be cool. Nice, be my nice. Second NHL draft uh, last year, Montreal. This year, Nashville. Never been there, so that'd be fun. I'm a big fan of. Uh, so I, I was born without the ability to smell anything, so. <laughs> As a result, my taste buds are like really like insane. I can have like the spiciest food oh, you throw you at me. Hot chicken. I'm, I've already been entered into a competition with a couple writers to see oh. the hottest oh. chicken. Yo, you're gonna win. Uh, it will be. Wait, wait, wait when's the competition? Can we? Uh, it's yeah. It's, I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's cool because uh, I'm a big I'm a big NASCAR fan. So I'm I fly into Nashville in the afternoon and about a 30 minute drive from the uh, airport is Ooh. the NASCAR race in Nashville that day. I'm like, Oh, awesome. so that kind of might be work. So I got a free ticket Stop for that. Yeah. So how's, we'll see if that goes, but uh, how's Ryan, how, how's uh, Ryan Ellis been driving? Oh uh, yes. He, uh, <laughs> he, he's a friend of mine actually. Um, uh, he was, he, oh, he, there you go. he was messaging me a few nights ago, but like who's Mitchkoff going to I'm like, well, you're a caps fan. You might be happy. Um, <laughs> but he comes, uh, he comes out of the woodwork every once in a while on flyers, Twitter, when we're oh. complaining about other Ryan Ellis, <laughs> yes. it's fine. It, it, see, this Ryan Ellis plays hockey too. He really plays into it. It's great. That's so, cool. Good yeah, sport. So he actually, Adam Henrique designed a goalie or a, a, a racing helmet for him. Oh, like, like an Anaheim ducks themed one for a racing California wow. one. It's like, that was really cool. Um, but he's got a bunch of 
racing themed helmets or a hockey themed helmets. Like that was really cool. Adam, it's actually funny how many guys are like hockey racing crossover guys. I was doing an online race a couple weeks ago in the game I racing. And I'm like, Colton Pareko, is this really him? And I look and it says he's from St. Louis. He's driving mm-hmm. the number 55 car. I'm messaging. I'm like, just, just it's out him. of curiosity. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked for like two hours about racing. It was yeah. really cool. That's cool. Uh, That's so cool. So Nashville's he can, fun. He can and fit in a car. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> be fun. he uh, he he he's he actually has been in an indie car before, and those are like the ones where if you're tall, you're screwed. Yeah. Um. But uh, That's so I got yeah, I got Nashville, and then I'll be going to uh, Michigan a few times for uh, uh, there's the World Junior Summer Showcase in Michigan, um, uh, which is just like USA, Finland, and Sweden, and then hoping to go out to uh Buffalo for the uh top or the um the NHL prospects tournament they have, which is like Montreal, Buffalo, Boston, other teams I don't remember. Um. Yeah. So, but no, I, cool. it's kind of it's kind of nice because my summer is more racing focused. I'll be doing a lot of racing photography and be less hockey, but uh, hockey never goes away. That's all cool. awesome, man. Well, one last question: Yes or no question? Should Mike Babcock be back in the league coaching? <laughs> uh, I will just say I was never in the room for those interactions, so that's not for me to decide. But I'm uh, surprised it was this quick. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised answer. it was this quick. So, I I, I just like you know what? Good I, deflection. You, you hear the report? You hear the reports? Yeah, I'm I'm shocked. Without seeing anything again, I'm I'm shocked too. But Columbus is playing the villain role right now, aren't they? <laughs> like. You look, you look at Proveroff wasn't very popular. No, nope. and they're like, well, we don't care. And here comes, uh, I mean, like here, here comes a coach. Wierenski like, thought he didn't like torts. <laughs> Let's see how this. Yeah, goes. really. <laughs> Line and then is going to go from torts to Babcock potentially. Drew's going from Sutter, <laughs> Sutter to Babcock. Who's? And they got, they just got Sever, Severson, yeah, yeah, right? Severson, yeah. That's and, was yeah. A, that was a great trade. He's an under defenseman. That. Good, good trade. Don't love the contract. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the, the term is They're going to be for a tough it. one. That's the thing. You you, you got to go for it. Columbus is going to be putting themselves in cap hell at some point because uh, especially mm-hmm. like Grujo's at the end of his contract. Johnny yeah, Gaudreau, uh, come on over, buddy. Yarmo's <laughs> not yeah, going. Oh. Yarmo's probably not going to be there for the end of those contracts. No, it probably won't matter. So he doesn't it, care. He's going. He's, for he's it. going all in. And someone else's it. mess. He's not done. He's They'll not hire Ron Hextall in five years. <laughs> oh yeah man i feel bad for you guys <laughs> back in the day but then hey, at least i guess i guess for the good thing for flyers fans is they got to see that he also screwed up pittsburgh too so yeah, that was, if he went and brought pittsburgh to the cup i think it'd be a bit different watching watching pittsburgh fans like lose their minds on twitter like during it was great line, like with him doing like nothing it was so great so, so fulfilling it's like i get it they had to do something because he had to know it was like uh we gotta do something now or we're screwed it's like there was no way they were like oh yeah our team's good enough it's like no dude you had to do something else you didn't mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, i just <laughs> I, I think his career's done i think i think we're done here yeah. with him at hockey Which, oh yeah oof. sorry hey, one more question uh <laughs> patrick sharp Hired by the Flyers today. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I personally like it. Thought it was awesome. Popular guy. Um, so uh he, you know, he's it was funny when people were saying, like, oh, they, the guy gets hired. It was like, oh yeah, he was a hockey analyst for TV. I'm like, also, he you know played for the Flyers, played for Blackhawks, played for the Stars, and it's kind of cool that he's he's going in back and he's gonna like he knows Brer. Uh, even mm-hmm. though I don't think they ever played together. 
um, but they were their friends, so mm-hmm. it seems like that's kind of cool. So, you know, why not? It's Briar's Padawan now. <laughs> he's a man. He's a man rocket too. I'm hoping I'm hoping that he could turn things around because the thing about it is when you get former players become the GM or the coach, if things don't work out, the player's legacy gets lost. Like at this That's point, what I'm scared about. Like, like what's what's the legacy look like for Textile in Philadelphia? Like, is is, is it still punished. positive? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's the thing where I know a lot of Habs fans like, oh, what about like bringing Patrick Wall back? It's like, guys, first off, no way he would do that. <laughs> Second off, Mario St. Louis doing a good job. Number three, job. don't tarnish out legacy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that's it would, that's always tough about former players going back. It's always cool to see that happen. It's yeah. like, oh, like full circle, but it's like at this other time, it's like it rarely works out. You got Sackick, that worked. But yeah, if it coach. does work out, Danny Briere is literally going to be the most beloved flyer maybe ever if he brings <laughs> us a cup. So. I, see, that's the thing. It's like, I remember I grew up a Canadians fan and I remember when the day he started Philadelphia and all the reports on, on TSN here were like, he's going to the Canadians. And it's like, oh my God, it's so cool. He almost did. And then he goes I, to the Flyers. He, he did he, eventually. He did eventually. But at that mm-hmm. point, his career was kind of like, whatever, he, he played yeah. well in the playoffs, but it was like, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what he does. Actually kind of <laughs> just going back and looking at what he did. It's like, man, he had some really damn good years. It is a, sh- I know it worked out for you guys. It's a shame that he didn't stay longer in Buffalo with the group they had because that that changed yeah. the course of the t- the franchise there. Yeah, they had such a wagon too over there. Oh, just going back and looking at that team in 06, 07 when the, uh, they brought up the Buffalo Slug jerseys, and it was like, let me see, like they, every line was fun to watch because they had like a th- a fourth line that was there to just murder people. <laughs> it was like Jurya Finneganoff up there. Yeah, they had on their Campbell. Yeah, their fourth line was like. Where was it? Uh, Adam Mayer, Andrew Peters, guys like that. But then they had Briere, 95 points, Fanick, Drury, Palmanville, Waugh. Uh, mm-hmm. Maxima Fanaganoff was over a point per game player that year. Jokin Hesch yeah, he was, was a 50 so point guy. Like, German player. Yep. Yep. Alex Kodalik <laughs> was good too for a little bit. Uh, Paul Gostad was winning faceoffs down there. Like, that team was good. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's too bad they didn't win. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, my friends like, in Buffalo still talk about that team. Yeah, well, it's because I remember <laughs> they'll never it, stop. It, that was a memorable team, and it was also the first year they wore those Buffalo Slug jerseys, so it was like easy to remember yeah. that part. But then after that year, they all go away, and everything falls apart, and they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm rooting for Buffalo. I like their team. I, I do too. Good fan base. Good fan base. Aggressive, but yeah. good fan base. <laughs> As aggressive as uh, Philly? I don't know. No, no. no. Just don't tweet anything <laughs> negative about Devin Levi and you're okay. You'll survive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Oh, man. Thanks for coming All on, right, man. Steve. We appreciate it. This is great. Yeah, thanks, guys. Awesome, buddy. We'll yeah, talk definitely. again at the midway point next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll give you a break. We'll give you a break. Hey, I, you know what? I'll say this. In the summer, I'm a lot more free. Yeah. Okay. Maybe next time Johnny will join us. I know yeah, you haven't met other, him yet. Our other host, he seems he's to avoiding be you. you. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> hey, all thanks man. again, man. Yeah, thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, buddy. See you. Right, see you later. All right, that wraps up this episode of Time Ice Gates. Special thanks to recurring guest Stephen Ellis. You can follow him at S Ellis Hockey on Twitter and listen to him and Matt Larkin on the Puck Bullies podcast every Tuesday. Please like, comment, and follow us on Twitter at and Instagram at Time Ice Skates Pod and listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG for Johnny for Coots. We'll see you guys next time.